Welcome, ladies, gentlemen, boys, girls, and that Technicolor rainbow in between. We're the Too Late Update podcast, and this is our final, well, I'd imagine final, I can't think we're doing another one, uh, episode on 2022, uh, and it is going to be our top 10 games of 2022. And uh, again, I'm here with a Hodge, and I'm here with a Jones, and I'm also here with a Rio. He's back in. You've left the door open again, and he's wandered in looking for scraps. Shouldn't feed them. They come back. You no. should feed me after midnight, or or or, or get me wet either. Definitely that's, not. Yeah, that's a diff- that's a different. <laughs> that's a different episode. I, I definitely. I have no plans to get you wet, Rio. <laughs> Too late. <laughs> uh, sorry, I'm, I'm also laughing not because of the fact that Kev is is gone. Moved on to lots of ice cream. He's moved away from the Magnums. Right. Okay. So he's. Yeah, what was that offer? I mean, that's fine. <laughs> Fucking pint of ice cream, okay. I'm just jealous. <coughs> it's, it's not that shouldn't you be listening? Shouldn't you be oh, listening no, to oh, some, like, okay. sad just, music or something? Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> just looked a bit different there. Do, 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 do. <laughs> do, do, do. Right, so. You'll have a bigger one. That's what she said. Um, sorry, couldn't help it. Um, but yeah, is that crunchy ice cream or something? Cream, cream egg. Cream egg. Mm. Can't remember if yeah, I'm not, not a fan. No. Um, anyway, so yeah, 2022 was an interesting year for games. I think uh, uh, there were there were definitely a few where that had promise and then didn't, you know, just really didn't um, uh, didn't fulfil that promise, which were a shame, some disappointments, and also, but I think it was an interesting year for games that weren't necessarily loved by critics. But that individual fans really liked as well, um, which is kind of interesting, uh, and you know, it just shows you that you know critics will will give you an objective opinion, but that doesn't mean you sh- like you shouldn't invest. So, I, that's that was my opinion of it. Um, so that may be to the point. Once I mean, a lot of times a game gets bad reviews is because it's broken. Yes. Or, but once you get to a position where maybe less and less games are broken, it then becomes like movies where it's more subjective if you don't like a movie but other people could really like it yeah uh, uh, yeah because there's things about whether a film is objectively made well and mm. whether a film is enjoyable as well you know mm. um i also think the trend from 2022 is that i think indies are getting more and more or smaller games are getting more and more critical acclaim yeah and the triple games are a lot of the time not delivering yeah um I, I think that's true. I think uh, I think there were there were far fewer big everyone must play this games this year. Um, yeah, that's how it felt to me. Um, Apart from Elden Ring. Uh, well, you know. I was going to say I think, was, I think there was only two. Uh, Elden Ring and God of War Ragnarok. Yeah, and I mean Horizon's kind of there, but not everyone no, enjoyed not. Horizon. I think it's not. It's not on the same level. It's uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Into- well, it's playable, so it's better than Elden Ring. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know it's it's good for kids, isn't it? That Horizon, they yeah, can yeah, they can it's, play it's, it and get a bit through like it. Zelda. Yeah, yeah. What I heard. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Elden Ring is only as hard as Zelda, is what I heard. It is. It's only as hard as Zelda: Breath of the Wild, and therefore oh, wow. much harder than Horizon Forbidden West. <laughs> um. Don't know why. Look, I really liked Horizon. I don't like. I'm just I'm just attacked and I'm striking back. Um, right, anyway, let's crack on 
So, uh, Rio, I believe you might not have a full 10 list. Is that right? Well, I don't have the full 10. Um, so this year, if you'd have said to me, oh, Daz, what, what games have you been playing this year? I'd, just, I'd have said, oh, I've been you know, getting a lot more into single player and there's been some great stuff coming yeah. out in 2022. Uh, and, and then I sat down and, and actually did my list of how many of these things were actually released in 2022. Yeah. And, and, it, and it turns out only six of the games I've, I played this year were released in 2022. Okay. Um, so, you know, there's a lot of stuff I, there's a lot of stuff I've been playing and really enjoyed and really wanted to talk about. Um, so, you know, a couple of things that stand out are things like, you know, backbone, which is a, a, a very, a very, a, a very odd sort of noir esque um, hard boiled detective story. Every character in it is an animal of some type, though. Oh, okay. Um, and it's very, very interesting. Some really interesting puzzles. Oh, is that the one where Great. the character's like a raccoon or something? Yeah, that's yeah. right. So it's 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 kind of a post-apocalyptic thing where animals have taken over the world. You know, um, if you've ever um, if you've ever read the Red Wall series of books. No, but I'm aware of it. Yeah, you're aware of it, right? Yeah. Okay, so it's basically you know anthropomorphic animals each each species has its own sort of um kind of uh, you know it, its own little um you know Sweet. idiosyncrasies and quirks um the, the main the, the lead is a raccoon and raccoons are like viewed as like second class citizens and you know this society's got its own class hierarchy with you know apes at the top and you know and everyone else beneath them and it's just it's it was a very very interesting uh you know game the commentary on it is not in it is not subtle. It talks about you know, cla- you know questions of class and, and and that sort of thing. But no, it sounds but... a Zootopia game. I beg your pardon. It wouldn't surprise me um, if it was a Zootopia game. You know, it, it, Zootopia was was it was Zootopia Disney? Have I got yeah, that right? It was. Yeah. I know Disney's gone very dark recently, like the, with things the like uh, quite, the, the theme sounds quite similar. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say I've heard that about. I've heard good things about Zootopia and never actually watched it. Yeah, because that's um, that is a rabbit who's the first copper. Have I got that right? Or have I made that up? First rabbit. Oh, the... Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, uh, yeah. So yeah, similar. So yeah, it's recommend recommended it. Um, you know, uh, played a lot of uh, Yakuza. You know, played a lot of Yakuza Zero. Again, didn't come out last year, but absolutely brilliant, bonkers like any Yakuza game is. Um, one of the things, again, subject of indie games, uh, Procession to Calvary, absolutely fantastic. Um, it's basically every scene is a Renaissance painting. Mm, and, it's cool. ki- and it's kind of, the best way I can describe it is, is Monkey Island, but in a, in a, with a Renaissance art style, sort of slightly Monty Python-esque. Okay. Um, not difficult, definitely worth playing. Um, I played a lot of Elite Dangerous as well, but again, didn't come out this year. Oh, Elite Dangerous um, so can, is fairly old now, yeah. isn't it? It's, yeah. It's, yeah, it's yeah, exactly. It's it's ancient. So you know, if I I, I can start at co- conscious, I've been talking for about a couple of minutes, but I can start with my number six that came out last year. We'll, we'll um, when when we come around to do our number sixes, we'll include you in on that. So we'll yeah, yeah. that's fine, mate. Carry and, on. And of course, feel free to join in the general conversations as they happen. Sure, obviously. and I might find I went. Oh yeah, I actually played that and didn't put it on the yeah. list. But go ahead. No worries. So, is there anything? Either of you want to throw in as an honourable mention that you would have done had it released this year? So I would say I played through two games. Um, uh, I played through Cyberpunk 2077, which was finally fixed this year. And I'll be honest, if it had come out this year, it would have been on this list. And also 
uh, I, I think I talked about it on the podcast before as well, I went through Death Stranding, and that was a game I hated when I initially played it, and I went back to it, and I finished it, and by God, I was wrong. And I cannot wait for the sequel. And again, that would have made the list this year. If, um, it was it, Those two are two of the best games I played this year. They didn't come out this year, but those, those are definitely two of the best games I played. Now, isn't that the one where you throw piss at people? You definitely do throw piss at people. And right, your okay. blood and poo. That's my only contribution to, yep. to, 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 to this. <laughs> yeah. Um, like all Amazon delivery drivers. That's <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Stitch that. Yeah. But no, it's it, yeah. Um, uh, I I got it. It clicked with me uh, this time around. I would say. But uh, how about you, Kev? No, I don't think I can specifically think of much. I mean, um, yeah, I I wasn't as enamoured with what we've been through. My thoughts on Cyberpunk. Um, yeah, I can't I can't think of anything outside of this year that I think. Uh, I mean, I've been still been playing Final Fantasy XIV, which is excellent. Yeah, um, that's kind of an ongoing thing, and they keep yeah, adding. That's an ongoing and, thing. I, yeah. I think if, like, if I'd played an expansion pack that would have come out this year, I would have uh, um, possibly included that. But yeah, I can't. I'm just looking down my trophies, and I can't see anything. I think I played loads of stuff that came out in 2021 early on in the year for our top 20 2021 episode, and mm. then I'm trying to catch up. I mean, or. Spring summer, I generally only played a couple of games, which sort of put me back. Yeah, uh, Hodge, do you got any to add to that list? Yeah, I would say had they come out this year, then I would have put um, Death's Door on the list. Okay. Death's Door was yeah. really good. That was on on Games Pass. Mm-hmm. Was I probably wouldn't have touched it. That was great. Um, and Life is Strange: True Colors would have been very high up this year had I had it released this year. Yeah, I enjoyed. Oh, that did come out. In 22? No, it came, uh, it was came out in 2021. Yeah, it was, okay. It was number two on my list for 2021. I really enjoyed right. it. I don't think it would have quite made my list, but yeah, it definitely was a good game. So, yeah. And the last one would have been on there is, um, has anyone heard of Golf Club Wasteland? No. Uh, right, seriously, it's going to be it's really quite cheap. It's a little indie game. It's great. It's like a side-scrolling golf game, but the hook is that Earth is a wasteland and we've colonised Mars. Right. And the super wealthy can come back to Earth to play golf. <laughs> right. So you're playing a guy who isn't super wealthy, but for reasons that are revealed throughout the game, you get to come back and play golf on Earth. And the soundtrack is like a um, talk radio show broadcasting from Mars. Right. So it has like call-ins and its own music and stuff. It's really good. That sounds I mean, yeah. it's, it's more plausible than most of the stuff that came out of Hollywood last year, so... <laughs> Yeah, it's not, it's not a really long, it's not a particularly long game, so I'd, I'd really recommend it if you can pick it up in a sale or something. Cool. Right then, Hodge, we'll stick with you. What was your number ten? My number ten was As Dusk Falls, which was a Xbox exclusive, oh, okay. I believe. Okay, yeah, this was their sort of um, a bit like a Until Dawn style game, wasn't it? Hang it's on. more it's more like a Telltale game, but it yeah. plays. You're right. It's got the until dawn kind of branching path no not even until dawn i'd say it's a bit like um what's the robot one on playstation uh, oh like beyond human no yeah detroit become human become, yeah, yeah. Detroit become human i think a that's... very similar kind yeah. of story map as that where you, know, you can see the way the paths branch off and how many people how what percentage of people took what options yeah. uh, what's it called um um as dusk falls as dusk in, falls right yeah the short Sorry. of it is it's a rubbery that goes wrong you could you could it's the sort of thing you could easily sit and play with a partner and treat it as a TV show. Yeah. And do like an episode a night. Yeah, it does look it's good. Like, 
He's really well acted. The, the oh, would your partner agree with that assessment? <laughs> oh, she hasn't done it. <laughs> but I could see how, because the Xbox is upstairs, it doesn't really work. I could see how you could do it. Yeah. Hang on, though. I didn't think that Xbox made exclusives according to their press releases. <laughs> they don't no, know. No, it's Sony that other people playing games, not Xbox. Hang You're on. just jealous because there's no more Bethesda games for you ever. <laughs> I'm just I'm making a comment on a press release that Microsoft said. Oh, Kev, well, I mean, if you want to dig that up, Kev, you could also perhaps look at the fact how many games come out for Xbox and only Switch. Yeah. Um, There's a few of those um, in here as well. Just, um, yeah, it's just what. Yeah, it's. Uh, I should probably imagine this game. It's not. It's not published by Microsoft, so it probably comes by the platforms. Oh, it was eventually. Well, but yeah, it's good. The um, the art style the text we're getting used to because it's kind of presented almost as an animatic. Sort of story kind of works. Isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, kind of storyboard. So sometimes it works really well, and sometimes it feels a bit weird. But yeah, no, it's really it's definitely worth a go. Cool. Uh, Kev, then, what was your number ten on your list? I've actually got enough. I've actually picked a Microsoft console exclusive, but I happen to be able to play it on Netflix. Right. Okay. <laughs> uh, just to continue the theme, uh, I've gone with Immortality. Ah, uh-uh, right. Um, yeah, I don't know if I, if you either of you any of you know Immortality. It's a yeah. I've not played it, but I know of it. Yeah, it's a game where you're like trying to piece together what happened to this actor. Um, Fire footage from three films she's been in that never been released, um, and so you you watch a scene like zoom in on something and that corresponds to another scene, and you're trying to piece together this mystery. Yeah, um, I could not get figure that game out at all. Yeah, so the reason it's not high, this is probably the one of the best directed acted games I've ever played. Like okay. the, the way they they filmed all the thing that. The style, like the first film, was done in the style of like a late sixties, um, sort of like a European raunchy horror film. Yeah. Um, and the second one is a sort of dirty seventies cop um, noir film set in New York. And then the third film is like a nineties um, thriller. And the styles in each one, like the way the film looks, it just it's done so well. And the the actors in it are absolutely brilliant. Like. Do they, think, do, is it that thing they feel like they could be real films? Yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely. Almost certainly, yeah. Um, the big problem with this game, the reason it's not higher, is it's very, it's quite obtuse. So I understand why you've had that trouble, Rio, in that it doesn't really explain what you're doing. And That's then, the issue I had. There's, so I, there's bits in the thing where you, sort of, as you get more and more scenes, you sort of hear this dr- drowning music and you sort of, Eventually, I figured out you have to sort of rewind and fast forward, and then this other figure appears. And I thought, okay, well, I'll zoom in on that figure, and it will carry on. But actually, I shouldn't have done that. I should let the scene when that figure appears, let the video carry on, because then it was like a a secret video. Yeah, I didn't realize this till much later on. I think I missed out on loads of stuff because there's loads of really cool uh. stuff since. Um, so yeah, I think this this probably would have been very high had it had it maybe the gameplay being managed a bit better and explained a bit e- easier but i don't i think they sort of wanted to keep the mystery but the problem is eventually you get to the point where you're just looking at the same video over and over again and just frantically zooming curtains because like will the curtains work um, <laughs> you get this extra scene like when you're when you've done 200 scenes and you're looking for like the last 10 it's like i don't know how to do it um but yeah the the video side of it is fantastic 
I really recommend it. And I um I don't know who the actor is. She she was nominated in the Game Awards, and I think probably should have won it um for best performance because she plays about five or six roles. And they also do so like it's not just scenes; it's the filming of. Mm. So they'll show film, yeah, okay. carry on a bit after, and like, uh, and they'll show them doing table reads. They'll show them scoping out locations. So it's everything around it. So you're not just watching. You you can sort of piece together the film, but you're watching like sometimes it's oh this is what we're doing this scene. This is a table read. This is an audition. It's really really cool. Um, and the the mystery behind it is really interesting. It's just a shame it's a little bit locked away. Um, okay. okay. Idea of it. Um, also, the ending glitched on me. Thanks, Netflix. Oh no! On YouTube. Okay. That yes. sounds. That's luckily sounds you're good already on... on your phone. Yeah. <laughs> I I will I will probably check that out at some point. Yeah, I it's, do. It's, if you've got Netflix, you can just download it. So it's worth it, I'd say. Yeah. So my number ten is. Pr- I'm coming straight out of the gate with a controversial pick, and I'm I. It can be argued that this is an objectively bad game but it's one I really, really enjoyed. So it's um, Final Fantasy Origin Stranger of Paradise. This is this is a game where one of the main characters says, bullshit, turns around and puts Limp Biscuit on his headphones that he has. <laughs> For no reason. I mean, that um, is pretty much the cringiest thing you could do. Yeah, it's... Really. it's <laughs> the, you know, this is the guy who's going to kill chaos. I must kill chaos all of the time. Did, did um, he also oh say God, you're bro. not? Did he also yell you're not even my real dad? <laughs> <laughs> this is like, my goal for a meeting tomorrow. Okay? This is bullshit. And put let's get on instead. Bullshit. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I would say that the actual gameplay is is genuinely super fun. It's sort of in between. Um, a Souls game and something and like a Final Fantasy action RPG basically uh, and I just found it really fun to kind of go through and it does a lot of things with the Final Fantasy lore uh, and you know it's it's so over the top and silly that at the end I just kind of loved it um, yeah it was it was it, I, I really enjoyed this game and I couldn't keep I couldn't in good conscience keep it off the list just because objectively it's a bad game it's like I enjoyed it enough that that I just yeah, ploughed through hours of the campaign to get to the end and do all the the side missions and stuff like this. Um, and yeah, it was it was worth it for me because I just had a smile on my face whilst I'm taking a Final Fantasy cute bomb enemy and then smashing it into crystal blood stuff for reasons <laughs> with my incredibly edgelord protagonist. Who is the edgiest man who's ever edged? It's it's very fun, uh, but very daft. Yeah. So, cool. Uh, number nine. Um, Hodge, what was your number nine? My number nine is Tinykin. Okay, you yeah. Tinykin. No, nope, but I'm aware of it. Tinykin's great. It's um a little flat man, a little flatly drawn man in a big person's world. <laughs> A little flatly drawn man in a big person's... It's a bit like Pikmin. It's a tiny man in a big person's world. And he has this series of helpers to help him do stuff. But it plays like a 3D platformer. And it's just like... Controls really well. Just a fun little collectathon 3D platformer. We don't get that many good ones of those anymore, really. No. 
you know, it's, it seems like a thing people try to do a lot, but most of the time they don't come out very well. No, there's a few good ones, but there's often a bit of like, what, like uh, the original ukulele, wasn't it? Where people were like, this is yeah. great, but could you have modernised it a tiny bit? And they were like, no, we, yeah. we, we are, we are, we're not going to do that. Let's <laughs> make the camera. Yeah. Yeah, the original ukulele makes me feel a little bit travel stick. No. But the, the sequel is fantastic. Uh, but yeah, Tinykin, number nine. It's um, on Game Pass. Worth a go. Cool. Kev? Um, so my number nine uh, is... So sometimes you don't want a video game that's like Final Fantasy Origins, Stranger of Paradise, where it's just like batshit and over the top and in some ways maybe a bit stressful. Sometimes you want a nice game where you're a male person driving, delivering letters around a lake. Okay. So I've gone with oh, this game. This game is great. Yeah, I um. What's it called? So it PlayStation this year, wasn't it? Yeah, it was PlayStation. I, I, this is one of those I, w- I couldn't play until this year. So um, yeah, it's just um. What's the I name of the game? That. Hodge keeps interrupting yeah. and won't let you say. It's called Lake. Oh, it's called Lake. Yeah. Right. So basically, you're a someone who's working in the computer industry in the eighties and maybe about to hit it big. Um. But your boss is it basically sounds like a bit of a dick, um, and your dad asks you to go and de- like take over and deliver letters around the lake for a couple of weeks while he goes down to Florida, and it's just like this nice thing where you just go to this small community and meet people, and it's quite relaxing, and it's like a small little story about living around a lake, and you can sort of choose someone to romance, or you can go and make millions in this company, or you can just go, or you can choose to continue delivering letters or you can just go ah oh, no we're gonna go on the road with this cool video chick this, this was in my top like 10 for last year yeah. i was it's, gonna say yeah. this sounds a lot like um life is strange it's not nah, like it's, it's not, not like seriously it's more it's, it's again like, this is on games pass it's worth giving give it a go yeah. right it's more it's, like. it's basically just like relaxing all right oh, that's, that's two like, that's two games i've got to play on a uh, game pass yeah, kind of poofle around yeah. the truck around the down the little town you little dan yeah like life is strange yeah it's like life is strange without any of the mystical stuff and the stress of like potentially making the wrong decision and killing someone fair enough yeah, yeah. you are <laughs> just you are just a postie for a bit yeah. that sounds amazing yeah it's if you're looking for a game that is like oh i just want to play something that just is relaxing that's this is a really good game i played it after i failed at Elden ring do you, do you know, oh. I'm beginning to feel that I actually don't like relaxing games. My no, number I nine... <laughs> I thought you were going to say you felt personally attacked. No, 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 because like my number nine uh, is not relaxing. It is Warhammer Dark Tide. <laughs> it is... Um, it's not out on console yet. It's not, and there is no word about it, which is a huge shame, but I've been playing it on PC, and it's really fun and i cannot wait to find more people basically you, you yourself rio and, and Hodge, I, to I'm play it on game Pass. as soon as it comes out on console yeah I'm there. <laughs> because it's it's really good it absolutely 100 percent nails the atmosphere of the warhammer 40k universe it's, nice you know so, you someone who doesn't know yeah there's a lot of warhammer games announced and yeah. warhammer is a thing we mention a lot yeah uh various guises uh what type of game is this so this is very much like it's more based on vermintide i don't know if you've ever seen or played that but it's more like left for dead it's a left for dead type game um so you you play as one of four different classes and uh 
you know, you could play as an Ogryn, who is a big, hulking, abhuman dude who are the best because they're just they. You can make them. <laughs> you can make them adorable, which is brilliant. Um, you play as you know a regular human with a gun who's a guardsman. And you can go around shouting Cadia stands, which of course is the best. Which you which you should do. You on should do basis. absolutely Cadia stands. The planet broke before the guard did. Um, and I love, I love that is a great comment, and I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, and uh, and you can also play as a uh, a psyker, and uh, like it's not a sister of battle, but it's a sister of battle basically. Nice. It's it's a so you've got these different classes. They all work differently. They've, you've got melee combat, ranged combat. You can build your character how you want. And uh, one thing that I probably should say now is that the music in this game absolutely slaps. It is like, how to describe it? It's like choral electropop. It is, you know, it's that absolute fusion of this is something happening in a church but it is funky as shit. I've watched a couple of YouTube videos of gameplay, and it's just I'm I'm so excited about it. Yeah, um, it's it's really really good, and it's the first of three Warhammer games on my list this year. <laughs> nice. It's been a good year. You see, I was very confused. There's been a lot of Warhammer things coming out. I know, and also, the, the thing you should when you were talking about Warhammer, it, it is that like how everyone else thinks when Dan and I talk about music genres. Yes. Yes, oh, yes. Cool. A little bit. If you look yeah. at if you look at Games Workshop and <coughs> what they're what they're doing with their IP, I'm I'm fairly sure a lot of their stuff, if not most of their stuff these days, is video game based. Yeah, and a lot. They of it are is. absolutely churning them, and the quality is quite high now. It always used to be. I remember the first set of video games that came out what 15 years ago. Yeah, um, were absolute trash. But there's still some absolute trash in there. But there's actually some some genuinely good stuff now as well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The, the... Um... So on, on the back of it, is is that um Blood and Teeth game any good? Does anyone know? Uh, it's all right. It's all right. It's it's probably something that should have been priced at about a tenner, and it's uh the online doesn't work very well. Basically, from, okay. from what I've heard about it, the best bit is the music video. Yeah, yeah. Which is it's probably about what you expected, uh, but it's, it's it's only it's only fifteen quid now. Yeah, um, it's. It's all right. It's pretty fun. I mean, orcs are just generally a good laugh. That they're yeah, the best I've, race. I've, I've said before, you can't Warhammer 40k is is absolutely grim, dark, gritty, oppressive. You read through all the lore, and it's awful. You know, the the Emperor of Mankind gets fat, fed a thousand psycho souls a day to survive, but then you've got orcs, and orcs are amazing because they're just having the best time of their lives because they're just here to fight. Anyway, sorry, I will stop wittering on about. Uh, Warhammer, uh, and move on. Um, <laughs> Kev, uh, what was your number eight? Yeah, I think I don't think we've discussed in the podcast how um, Callisto Protocol is an example of sort of doing a, a spiritual remake of an old style game. Yeah, just changing stuff unnecessarily and just basically making it a lot worse. Um, Shredder's Revenge is an example of how to do a sort of spiritual sequel and just absolutely nail it. Should we put a pin in this? Because I've got this higher up. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll maybe, maybe I'll talk, and then if you've got anything else to add when you come to it. Okay. Yeah. Um, I just, I've only recently played it. It just feels so great. And the, they've not added much, but just like things like leveling up and the fact you've got the circle just makes such a difference. It feels a lot pacier. It feels like 
like a modern version of a beat em up game. Mm. Uh, Being able to dodge makes a huge distance yeah. difference. Having having gone back to the Cowabunga collection afterwards, like it's it's more of a step up than you realise it is until you go backwards. Yeah. It just it feels like, oh, if we're gonna make a game like this now, this is what we do. There's no like, oh well it should be like this because it was like this thirty years ago. It's like, no, we want yeah. a modern version of this. It plays great, looks great. I've had a great time recently playing with my son. He seems to really love it. So and like the fact that just a seven year old can just pick it up and sort of straight away get into it. Yeah, yeah my um my daughter also enjoyed playing this week quite a bit. And also I would also say about this, it was absolutely robbed to be overlooked for um a music award at the game awards. There are a few games I feel could have been um yeah, could could have had some of that. That soundtrack is fantastic. Yeah. Is the issue yeah, are they looking at I don't know what else was nominated. They're looking at more composery type things for that. Possibly, uh, I think they're looking at orchestral scores. It sounds like because I think the overall winner was God of War Ragnarok, wasn't it for soundtrack? They put that into orchestral and mm. soundtrack. I think that's probably a better. Mm. Yeah, because like, yeah. I agree, it's really good soundtrack. But like being a massive fan of that franchise as well, like every they've got they've got it so right. They've like got so many nice Easter eggs. Like lots of again, the music cues are like you don't realize how much you how many of his music cues you remember from your youth until they kick in. You're like, oh, that's exactly like that. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's it's really good. We'll come back to it if it's if it's higher on your list as well. Then Hodge, um, yeah. what is your number eight though, Hodge? Uh, I I suspect we're going to be coming back to this as well. Uh, my number eight is Horizon Forbidden West. Okay, yeah, a game yeah. which. I feel I, this happened to me with the first Horizon as well. Like on, on paper, I should really like Horizon. Like yeah. the the whole like setup is something I should be really into. But for whatever reason, each of those games I've got into have then fallen off. Yes, and they just don't. The stories just don't really seem to do it. Like, I like the premise. Yeah, the actual stories doesn't seem to grab me. I I like, yeah. I, I looked at my playtime for it. And it's quite long. It's longer than I thought it was. But I I jump out of it pretty quickly. This is something else. I don't know. It's just something about it doesn't doesn't click right. I don't know what it is. I I think there's a few things with that game which which I, I, the first thing to say is absolutely a brilliant game. Um, but I think there are a few things where I think it's one of the only times I'd look at a game and go it's too big. Like the, in terms of geographical yeah. space, it's too big. Yeah. There are some of the side stuff. It's like. Well, that's nice. Does it do anything or help me progress? It's like, no, not really. Then I, you know, then maybe don't put it in because it becomes busy work. Um, that would be my criticism of it. But I would yeah, say you that don't need to do the side stuff though. You don't, but if you, but I mean, yes, Kev, but it is there to do. So it's you know, it's it's again. No the problem is there's so much of it, and like you say, the map is so big. Yeah. But you find yourself in positions where you're like, right, okay, well, that's nearby, so I might as well do that while I'm near here. And before you know it, you've gone like five or six hours and not actually progressed the main story because all these little busy work things keep getting in your way of getting to the next thing. And you're right, I could just not do them, but I'm not very good at not doing that. Yeah. But it's a good, it's a very good game. I think there's, it doesn't move the franchise, it doesn't feel like it moves it forward either. It's just sort of. I disagree with that. It I does think... kind of feel like it's, it just feel like it's more of the same as the first one, but. Mm, game not in a way which does it for. I can't read. I can't put a finger on it. I think I think it misses a few things because there are a few things they could have done, which could have you know. 
I think one of the things that people said, so we still can't ride the Thunderjaws. Like, what, what, let, let me ride a Thunderjaw or a big mammoth thing. Let me do that, please. Um, there are a few things like that which, okay, yeah, it would break the game, but if you wait until it's the very end of the game and, you know... Post-game stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, then that would have been fine. But, but I, I would agree. I think it's still... I mean, the story is brilliant. I think the story is absolutely fantastic and it went in directions I was not expecting it to go. Um, See, which... I, I haven't finished the story and I think it's because I've got to a point where it hit a real lull and I haven't come out with a lull yet. Okay. It starts off, it's off to races and then it hits a bit of a burr. I'm still in the valley of the burr. I, I think, yeah, yeah, I think that did happen to me, but I'd say it, it's well worth sticking with it because once you're out of that sort of uh, bit of, of, of dip, uh, it... Yeah, I'll, go, I'll go back to fantastic. it. And I'm looking forward to. I, I like the idea of the Horizon TV show being set during the fall. I think that's quite a good setup for it. I, I mm. think the I think the Last of Us TV show proves that you don't need to do that. That you should stick with what people actually like about the franchise. <laughs> you know, um, scandalous. Yeah. Uh, or, or you can just have your main character have sex with an awkward prisoner of war. That's you know, that's we can do that instead. Halo. Um, oh, shit, I forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> Super uh, Mario movie's got a weird direction. That's right. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> it's Carol! Luigi was throwing out them vibes. Um, uh, my number eight, it's the second Warhammer game. However, this is Warhammer Fantasy, which is different, sort of. Uh, it's Total War Warhammer 3. Which is uh, it's what, the, what's it called, Matt? It's called Total War Warhammer Three. I I agree. It should just be called Total Warhammer, but it's not. It's Total War Warhammer Three. Um, this is brilliant. I would say its opening tutorial campaign is excellent. Um, like the one that just teaches you how to play the game is a really good story in and of itself, and then it picks up from there. Um, and they've done a really good job of making the armies feel. Right. So, for example, you can play as the Demons of Corn, and if you play as the Demons of Corn, you don't settle places. You just raise them and move on, and that's and you generate, you know, blood for the blood god, skulls for the skull throne, and you keep going. So there's like it becomes less about, uh, you know, uh, what's the word like property management or anything like that, and more because and you do feel like a, a, a you know. A demon of destruction out to destroy the world, which is fantastic. I'd love that. Nice. Rather than so, shall we so, set up a shop? Is that really our thing? No. So we're not going to do that. We're just going to kill everyone because that's our shtick. That's yeah. It's total, total War's always been fantastic, though. Yeah. I mean, it's. I mean, I was a fan of the series back when. You know, I think I'm trying to remember when, which the first one was. Was it Rome Total War? Oh no, it was Shogun. I think it was. Was Shogun? Was Shogun before Rome? The was it? very first one was a Shogun one. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. just it's everything about it is fantastic, and the fact that you can't play it like your traditional Command and Conquer game where you have your guys run around. No, no, you you guys run a you guys run a little bit, and no, that's it. They're knackered. They can't do anything else. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the army of corn. Do they just go around making weird scatting noises? No, they've all got really weird masks on, mate, with like nails sticking out of the head and sort of like you know, it's all it's all rubberized. Yeah, uh, I I I think you're making a reference there. That was that was a that was a, a music reference, right? Come on, Kev, keep up. <laughs> you've, got the, you've got the wrong band there, Rio. 
Have I? I'm thinking yeah. Slipknot, aren't I? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, you, <laughs> you, you were thinking of... Oh, right, yeah, uh, Corners in Jonathan Davis. Um, yeah. Twist! I mean, you do get freaks on a leash, so that's probably a thing. Um, yeah. Um, that's more Slanesh than Corn, though, isn't it? It is a little bit, yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's it's really good. It's uh, it's the best the series has ever looked. It's got some great new armies, including uh, proper Kislev and uh, Grand Cathay, who've never been seen in the setting uh, up until now. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's the best of this series. Um, and I've played all three now, and, and this is the best one by, by a mile. Yeah. I'd like to fact check myself from earlier. Um, Games Workshop don't make most of their revenue out of licensing. They make about ten percent. Really, only that much? Yeah, that's surprising. That's a pro- yeah. Well, it doubled. They it basically doubled last year, so they're clearly pouring more money into it. But yeah, I mean, they're making huge amounts of money. It's like what was it? Uh, the rest is from slavery. Pretty much, yeah. So rev- revenue last revenue last year three hundred eighty-six million <laughs> from making little plastic miniatures. Why is the rest from slavery? Um, I'm, I'm Who just... do you think makes those figures, Matt? Yeah. <laughs> and we've got we've got a good and line here be... extortion as well. Because all and the they kids have to be... are in from school, they go, right, you pay us some more money, or go to your school, we've got all these photos of you playing Games Workshop, we're going to put them up everywhere. <laughs> they have to be ch- they have to be children as well uh, making these things, because they've got little tiny hands. Yeah. <laughs> Easiest yeah. to do it, yeah. I mean, sensible. There's a, there's there's arguably uh, you know, uh, 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 why am I going into this? Why am I going into this with a sensible argument? There is absolutely no point. My my number seven is Horizon Forbidden West, which we've talked about a bit already. So I, I don't. So yeah. Um, oh, we were pretty close to that one. Yeah, I only just sort of realised. Went oh yeah yeah. Um, so yeah, Horizon Forbidden West. Um, Kev, what's your number seven? My number seven is the quarry. Ah, okay, yeah. Flying under those people's radar, and I picked it up uh, in a sale um, in November. And I don't know if you have you played Until Dawn. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So this is very much like Until Dawn, but it's uh, like the same sort of pulpy eighties, nineties horror vibe, but set in modern times. Uh, it takes place in a uh, summer camp. Right. Uh, and it's just it's just like done really well. If this type of thing you want is like a horror game where you've got to try and get all your characters to survive and you don't quite know what's going on and you've got to make split second decisions whilst not taking itself too seriously, like yeah, it's great. It's um really fun and I am surprised how fun it was. Yeah, um, I heard a few people um uh, have praised this and I think everyone was a bit like because uh, they did another one in between until dawn. No, and they've this. been doing. So they've been doing uh, dark pictures anthology. That's the one. Yeah, and I think have been up and down, like some even. Yeah, bad. but this this one was like I think it might have been two K. Just apparently just said make a make another until dawn game. Yeah, and it did and it it works really well. It's a and it's one of those like you're not quite like you would say oh that that guy ball maybe should shoot him. It's like no, probably shouldn't because that's going to cause problems. But then later in the game, it's like. Oh no, I won't shoot because I want to try and get him to survive. Oh, no, that was a mistake. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, if you're into that kind of the interactive horror style game, um, this is a really good one. And I really enjoyed it. And 
Oh, uh, for oh. those who are time pressured, it's only about ten hours long. I'll, I'll oh, definitely cool. like to check that out. I think. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah, it's good, and it doesn't do. Uh, it doesn't have as many sort of motion stuff as Until Dawn has. So you're, you're, yeah, it's more just pressing buttons. It's more the decisions you make rather than like having to hold your dual shock completely flat. Yeah. Um. Oh, a quick, a quick rewind thing. One of the things you just reminded me that um, as Dusk Falls does really well is accessibility options. So you can basically tell it what kind of delay you want it to give you to input QTE events. So, you know, for someone who struggles with your controller or where the buttons are, you go, right, well, give me ages or don't fail me on certain things. Yeah. I think oh, that's clever. I think there's a, a load of really good uh, accessibility things mm. that have, have been on this year. I mean, Horizon had a load. God of War yep. had loads. Um, and even something like, I don't know if you've seen the accessibility for Street Fighter 6, which is coming out, is like amazing. I've heard a bit like this. Yeah, like they've literally made it. So, weirdly enough, there are blind players in the Street Fighter community, and they've made it so that you can play it with like quite severe visual impairments, with audio uh, impairments, with audio cues and stuff like that. Wow. Which is, yeah, quite. I mean, it is one thing that's been noticeable over the last couple of years, actually, is it, it, it is. It seems to be the. Have we got to the point where it's the norm rather than the exception? It certainly seems to be a lot no, more common I, now. I don't I, think it's still the exception, but it's in terms of the AAA space, it's starting to get a bit more, um, you know, a, a bit more mainstream and mm. expected. Yeah. I, I reckon it will be interesting to see if Zelda next year have any, because I would say the one sort of big one who are li- lacking behind a bit are probably Nintendo. Yeah, it's that. Uh, yeah, that's fair. Um, I would also say, um, you know, hats off to Microsoft for kicking it all off with their um, adaptive controller. That was a mm. big, big change. Yeah, and PlayStation have got a new one coming out as well, haven't they? Which is like a yeah, sort of almost more like a trackpad thing. Um, uh, Hodge, we had your number seven. Um, no, my number seven is a jolly little apocalyptic tale of Kirby and the Forgotten Land. <laughs> Or Kirby the Last of Us. Kirby the Last of Us. So, yeah, it's like it's surprising that it's taken so long to do a 3D Kirby, and it's good they finally found a, a format which really works for for him. Where he vaws a car. He vaws a car. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's just it's a very jolly game, and it gets quite difficult later on. <laughs> If you're trying to do all the stuff, it's not the normal walk of the park that Kirby, Kirby games can be. It is, it is to an extent, and then it does its normal apocalyptic god nonsense, and it all gets quite challenging. Right. <laughs> it's the well, it's the bosses, I think. I think they, I think you have to because you get different kind of abilities essentially, don't you? Yeah. Um, you have to some some bosses. You have to pick diff- an ability to beat them. Like some of them will not suit that boss. Uh, yeah, if you pick wrong ability, you can make it very difficult for yourself. Yeah, that's it's it's very good. Okay, and the music is again great throughout this game. Cool. I've I'd heard lots of very good things about Kirby and Forgotten Land. So yeah, uh, again, another one to possibly check out at some point. Um, we're on to number six, Rio. Yay! Hey. Right. Okay. Uh, my number six is possibly controversial choice. Uh, Sonic Frontiers. No, I'm kidding. Can you imagine? No, it's actually Chinatown Detective Agency. Um... I'm going to say, I guarantee Hodge has put that in. Yeah, yeah. That's... <laughs> Do you think he has? If you have put it in, Hodge, I apologise. I, 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 I would not be surprised if it's number one. 
Look at his face. Look at his face. I just think, you know, being the target of trolling rather than the person who actually does the trolling might, might, might be, might, might be a nice, nice change of pace. <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I, in my genuine answer is uh, Chinatown Detective Agency. Not only not higher because it's it's buggy as hell. Um, so <laughs> has anyone played this? No, I've heard no, it. Is it on Game Pass? I mean, I've said it, it is on Game. Uh, it, it, it definitely was. Whether it is yeah. now, I think, it, I think it might still be on there. It's definitely worth a go, though. But be warned, it is it is a little bit buggy. Um, it's, but it's it's a, it's a Switch and Xbox game. Yeah. yeah. Oh, apparently, I'm uh, I'm reading here there was an update on the uh, now I don't know whether this is American dates. It's either the 12th of April or the 4th of December. Probably 4th um, of December. Could 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 be either. Um, so I might go back and give it another go, actually, if it's if it's less buggy. So for anyone who's who's not played it, it's basically a point-and-click adventure game. Um, it's set in Singapore in 2037. Um, I'm a massive fan of post post-apocalyptic fiction um, in general. I don't know what that says about how my brain works, um, but you know, I just I, I just find it I just find it fascinating. So it, it's set in a hypothetical future where society as a whole is collapsing, has collapsed. Um, Singapore is in the process of basically setting up everyone's water will be a subscription service, and you can subscribe sort of like base tier, or you can have sort of premium water, which has you know fewer microplastics and formaldehyde and, and that sort of shit in it. You say um, you say theoretical. This just sounds like the future that will well, happen. Well, yeah, that's the difference between <laughs> apocalyptic fiction and reality, isn't it? It's yeah. about ten years these days, and it's getting shorter. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, what's really interesting about it is. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of point-and-click adventure. It's set in Singapore, which is quite unusual, and it makes the aesthetic quite interesting. The pixel art's very nice. The plot's quite good. It's kind of a noir thriller. Looks a little bit like Flashback, if you ever remember, if you remember oh, yeah. Flashback oh, yeah. at yeah, all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, what's, what's kind of... I don't know how, whether it's unique, but certainly of the games I've played recently, is you have to do um, sort of like open-source research. So it'll give you uh, it'll give you a quote uh, you need to find. So it'll, so it'll you'll need to go to a museum and find a particular book. Except you don't actually know what that book is. Mm-hmm. All you've got is a few clues about it, and it gives you a quote on this book. And you have to do a bit of research. And it's a book um, called The Histories by Herodotus, which Kev Kev may know Kev may know about. I certainly didn't. Um, is a yeah, it's like a tradi- it's like a really go 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 on, mate. What did you say? He he's the father of history. He's the widely called the, called the first historian. Probably not interesting. Yeah, yeah, he's the he's the you know like uh, Hippocrates uh, was like the first the father of medicine, like Herodotus, the father of history. Right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That, yeah. But the thing is, that was the that was the the interesting thing about the the game is you have to do a bit of googling. On, on some of the problems. Oh, so these are it, the, so you do research outside of oh, the game. You research, world. yeah. You have to That's research. That's really cool. I like that. Oh, That's cool. But you have to be, you have to be quite um, canny with your Google foo. So yeah. it's because you because some of the some of the problems are on a shortish time limit. Ah. Um, so you have to do things like uh, minus Chinatown Detective Agency, uh, or, or you know, uh, and those kind of things. Yeah. Um, and you ha- or you have to bound you have to bound your search with. Um, uh, with with dates and that kind of thing, but yeah, very very interesting. Um, you, you get to pick 
you know which main case you want to work and that closes off other branches to you um but yeah certainly i'm a big fan of point and click um as a genre as a genre uh, anyway um but i i certainly enjoyed it one of my you just reminded me of one of my favorite games from a very long time ago which was uh, blade runner on pc which was oh i never played that um you can get it on good old games um it's very good but it's very weird and uh, we'll move on i just wanted to talk about this for a second because every time you play it it would random things could happen and yeah. the the problem was this was quite early so there was quite a lot of soft locking you out of actually being able to complete the game that happened um, so it was interesting so each playthrough could be different but that wasn't necessarily always a good thing um, but that just reminded me of that uh, a little bit mm. right so, uh, Kev, what is your number six? So, my number six is it's what I refer to as probably Last of Us Double A. Yeah. It's Playtale Requiem. Say again, Playtech Requiem. Or Playtale. Oh, Plague's Tale Requiem. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. Yes. So, for those on the know, it's a game set in thirteen forty nine. So that is the time of the Black Death in Europe. In France. Um, sorry? It's in France, France, isn't it? Yes, in France. France. I thought in you Fran- said in, in throws. What? Uh, I was doing it like the competitive dad does it in the far show. In France. <laughs> right, okay. In France. <laughs> um, you, are, you are playing as a character who is trying to protect her little brother who um, is has this thing called the macula, which basically is causing the plague. Um, and it's the journey you go on together to try and stop him for like falling to the macula essentially um and yeah it's just a it, i said double a last of us you are playing as a person protecting another character using variety of skill sets it's more puzzle based and less brutal but you are like properly walloping people in the head with rocks um because yeah, sorry no, I was gonna say, I've, I've not finished this yet again it's another and this is kind of the curse of Game Pass, I think, is I start stuff and don't finish it because there's no monetary investment in it. You see what I mean? Yeah. But um, I think my problem with the Plague Tale series is I liked the idea of it being just set during the plague mm. and it's gone and got all supernatural in it. Yeah, that yeah. can happen with some series. I, yeah. Do you know what I mean? I know that's what it is, but it's not what I wanted out of it. Which isn't the game's fault. No. But, yeah, no, but the thing which is the game's fault, I don't know if you've come across this, Kevin, Plague Tale Requiem, is that the, the rats kind of have an almost water physics quality to them, don't they? Yeah, kind of. But it doesn't always work very well. And it can lead to like you dying when you really... There's, the detection still feels like you shouldn't die. Like Sometimes you can run through a small bit of rats and you're fine. And other times you'll run through that same little bit and they'll gnaw you to pieces. And sometimes like they'll manage to position themselves in such a way that actually blocks all your progress so you need to reset. Right. That didn't happen to me at any point. I generally felt if I went near the rats, I died. So I wonder, I played it a bit later, so I wonder if it was patched. Oh, maybe. Maybe you need to go back, maybe you need to re-update yeah. and try again. Um, yeah, I didn't, didn't have a problem. They, they give you quite a lot of skills. And I, I feel like, different to The Last of Us, it's not, The Last of Us is very survival horror This is more of a stealth puzzle game. Yeah. You've got to work out a way to get through every section. I quite like those. I really like that type of thing. Um, you know, and I don't think at any point it felt uh, unfair. Like, if I did it methodically, I could do it. 
quite quite well um, and it feels good when you get through a section no one spots you and you yeah but it gives you a very um sorry go on Kev, sorry, do we you, it gives you enough tools to get for everything i like the inclusion of the crossbow um i like that you can level up certain things it, it levels up things that you are good at so yeah killing people you will be better at killing people if you avoid everyone you'll be better at avoiding everyone um but yeah and the, the story is really really interesting and it has a very sort of sad melancholy end um which i was a bit surprised at. Mm, I, I will finish it yeah um yeah and yeah it's sort of me being a history nerd i mean I, it, i'm playing for a game that's in medieval france it's you know, it feels different it's not you don't generally play yeah play a game medieval france it tends to be like like a total war game yeah you don't tend to play a game where you are on the ground like trying to get across the country and like bumping into pilgrims you're you're being chased by the like the local landowners like the the people who aren't knights feel very underpowered i i the only reason i haven't played this one is because i haven't finished the first one yet but one thing i did appreciate about that is that it felt very real is that if you're caught mm. by a knight, you're fucked. There yeah. is like yeah. you're that you you're not going to do anything against uh, a, a full iron, you know, steel armored knight. In yeah, you know, as 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 well, not a peasant girl, but a, you know, uh, an unarmed girl in front. Like that's not happening. You are. I was going to say the first isn't that because I seem to remember there would be there's a, a boss battle quite early on. It for it feels like a boss battle anyway, and that is against an armored guy. Yeah, and that I remember being incredibly difficult. It's what it's teaching you to like throw rocks and stuff. I think yeah, yeah. It's one of like a tutorial boss fight, but it's quite tricky. Yeah, you can. You, I think there's one in this. You fight a fully armored person. You have to throw. You have to get round him and throw stuff at the back. You can use there's like things you can do like essentially smoke bombs. Mm. Your friend's an alchemist, so he can sort of say, "Oh, you can do this. Can buy this. You can throw smoke." So you throw smoke, avoid him, get around the back, and then shoot the armor off, and then. Um, but a lot of the times, the way to get the armor guys is to use the rats. So they'll be walking around with a torch, which the rats are afraid of light. If you throw something that extinguishes that torch, Ooh, then, that yeah, sounds unpleasant. And, and then their friends get a real dick move. Oh, look what they've done to him! And <laughs> then the rats will pile up on that body, so you can actually get past the rats then, because there's they they will just try and devour something. So it's uh. Yeah, it's a lot of strategy, and I really like that. And it's uh, the story to go with it is really good and interesting. Or very I've got a quick performance question. Yeah. On the PlayStation version, because I'm not sure if this is a um, art direction mm. or it's the Series S chugging a bit, but is there a kind of like almost feathery quality to the edges of the characters? No, I think it looks a lot better than the first game. Because I've noticed it on um, High on Life as well on the Series S. When you move, it looks a little bit liney around the characters it's hard to explain feathery is the best word i can think of for it i think mm. it might be the series s showing its its um specs i, I can't see yeah mm. that's this year that's uh this year's um purchase i think i may be uh, upgrading from a series s yeah no no i thought i thought the landscapes in this game look fantastic and uh, yeah, you know the landscape's good it's, it's the things that are moving so the characters are the sort of Slightly blurred qualities. Yeah, yeah. When you hear we can, Kev, I'll show you, and you can tell me if it looks the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, um, no, I didn't feel that. So, uh, Hodge, did I ask you for your number six? No, my number six is um is funny given Rio's earlier comment. <laughs> it's um, it is of course Lindsay Davenport. Lindsay Davenport. I am going to say Lindsay Davenport. 
Is it because of the wonderful no. ground strokes? It is. It is because of the ground strokes. She's so tall. No. Um, <laughs> number six is um, Elden Ring. Okay. Hey, how, is that relation to, how is that relating to my comment about Elden Ring, not Sonic Frontiers? That it would, no, I was just very... Ah, right, okay. <laughs> yeah, no, I've, I really enjoyed Elden Ring so far. As someone who fell off every other Souls game almost immediately, I wasn't expected to put much time into it at all, to be honest. I'm 10 hours in, about level 23-ish, I think. I've done a lot of the little, little boss things. I finally got to a major boss last night, and I had my ass absolutely whooped. Yeah, he'll do that. But I like the fact that when things get overwhelming, you just go fuck this and ride through them on the horse, which I've done on several occasions. It's like, nope, this seems like a, a terrible plan. Horse away. <laughs> but all those like inv- red invasion guys can just can fuck right off from not, not having any of that nonsense. Yeah. I thought you could turn those off. Uh, that You can turn them off from other people, but there's still like, it still happens. There are still like scripted. I see. Like, okay. they look like them. They're not. They're, they're like, you know. Um... Yeah. And last night, I finally managed to run away from one only to find that the invisible barrier had been erected around me and was just like, oh, for fuck's sake. Yeah. <laughs> Normally, my running away doesn't get me very far, but I finally did a, put a good bit of distance between us <laughs> and found the game was just putting the middle finger up at me going, no, go back there. Finish what you didn't start. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I I do I generally find the game is much better with the um with the PVP turned off. Um, I, again, uh, some people would call me a scrub for that, and I would say yes, correct. <laughs> <laughs> you can't. Yeah, excuse me. You can't just be enjoying your game how you want to play it. No. <laughs> what do you mean you're using summons on bosses? Because I have a life and I need to get to it. So I'd rather do that than hold yeah, myself my, to my some spectrum, arbitrary standard that you have set. Uh, Excuse me, no summons, and you have to play it with a Guitar Hero controller. Yeah, of course, obviously. My, my, my Spectral Wolves have been all manner of help. Yeah, they are. They're really good. Sick of boys. <laughs> <laughs> can't you be- I'm pretty sure you can beat the- Can't you beat the first boss just by sicking the wolves on them? No. <laughs> no, I didn't work. Yeah. <laughs> Stopped um, my face. Yeah, he's- uh, the, fir- the first boss is the- is- Genuinely, he's a bit of a proper right. Are you? Are you? Have you actually been paying attention, or have you just been leveling oh, right, okay. up, sort of thing? It's Sorry, I thought. The, I do apologize. I've never played. I thought the first boss was the beat that beast man fella. No, oh, no that's just a dungeon boss. Yeah, that's yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That that guy you can you could do, but he's like an opposite. Water's over my head here. Yeah. Sorry. Well, I also appreciate that, but like even though I've leveled up quite a lot, people who so you can really feel the sense of progression because there's people who are causing me no end of trouble that I can now kind of trounce. Yeah. But even they, if you're not paying attention, will yeah. really fuck you up and ruin your day. Yeah. It's like button mash them, which I appreciate. So it might it might have been higher. But I've, like I said, I've only put about ten hours in, so it might have been higher if I'd spent longer on it. But for now, it's a uh, like number six. I was surprised it made your list at all. Um, yeah. So I've, yeah. Do, you, do you think, um, just a question, uh, do you think sort of the, some of the discourse around these games means that they is the reason they don't put in assess- accessibility options? Or is um, it just a philosophy thing, do you think? Uh, it depends what you mean by an accessibility option, because I, like, if you need to highlight enemies and stuff like that in the world, I don't see why you couldn't do that in a FromSoft yeah. game. 
Um, they're not a certain cachet with Bronsoft games, though. You know, you almost want them to be deliberately difficult. Yeah, I think um, I listened to a podcast last year with someone who wasn't Bronsoft games talking about Returnal and saying how games like this just price me and like not price, but like lock me and people like me out of it. It was someone who uh, I don't know his name, but he's sort of quite prominent in the accessibility scene for mm. your games. Oh, I, it's it's a, 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 again. It depends on what you mean by accessible. Because if the game is, if if the game demands skillful control of the character, that includes tight timing and things like that, then the honest answer to that is yes, it does. It's going like it's going to, um, it's going to leave some people behind, basically. Which that's the you could that, that's the appeal I mean, of can... some. Yeah, that's the appeal of some clubs, isn't it? Is it feels good to be in a particular club? Yeah, specifically because some people can't get into that club, and that's very unfair for the people who yeah. who can't get in for no fault of their own. But actually, that they, it makes it feel better for those inside who are inside who are past the velvet rope. Yeah, it does a bit. I mean, I, yeah, I, I think it's a very. It, it's also, but then, do you want do you want all games to be? Huh, that's but what, what I would say. Think, what I would say. Hang on. What I would say. Take away the one. Yeah, I would say there's no reason why you couldn't adapt something to be more accessible. We've already talked about Street Fighter Six, right? Street Fighter is one of the most high skill cap games in existence, and they found ways of making it more accessible. So I don't yeah, think. I... Sorry. I don't think there's a reason why you can't say here is a number of options in. Elden Ring or God of War or whatever it is that makes it easier for other people to play. Um, I think there's, I think there is a certain thing with, particularly the Soul series, where the difficulty is written into the lore of the series, right? Because the idea of Dark Souls and the idea, I mean, the idea of Elden Ring is that you are a tarnished and you are, you are basically trying to uh, marry God. Effectively, that's actually the goal of the game. Is that you're trying to marry God and become an Elden Lord, but to do that, that means you have to defeat all of these uh, demigods, and not every tarnished is capable of doing that. And that's why a lot of the people you run across are like hollowed out, bored zombies or desperate because they are the people who failed. Basically, I was going to say there is a from the very start of Elden Ring, there is a massive disconnect between what other characters are saying to me and how my character is reacting. We're like, oh, you're here to follow the path and do great things, Aurora. And there's me going, yeah, yeah. So much bravery. Where have you been looking? Just the thought. I think. Yeah, I suppose like the the Street Fighter thing is like, aren't they adding in big ways like one button? special moves but if you actually went and played online against someone who's really good you'd get murdered whatever you did absolutely because, yeah because they will know how to play the game properly but if you just want to have a bit of fun you've got that option so yeah which leads yeah. me on to my number six which is dnf duel which has exactly this kind of control scheme um oh, cool. but is probably one of the most high ceiling skill games i've played this year in terms of a beat-em-up um, it is so all of all of the special moves can be done with the press of one button or a combination of one button and a direction sort of thing. Um, so it it's it feels like in terms of its control, it's more like Smash than 
Street Fighter. However, in order to actually win a game, you're going to want to pu- you're going to want to practice pushing those buttons in a consecutive manner that you know with tight timings and everything like that. So it's that that is almost a perfect example of the entry the entry floor being much lower. And I think that's maybe the thing to think about in terms of when it's like what is the entry floor, not what is the ceiling. What is the mm, skill yeah, ceiling? That's a fair way. Yeah. And I think the entry floor on DNFD all is very low, but the skill ceiling is really high. And I think what we're kind of talking about there with like FromSoft and Returnal is it, there is there are ways that they could make that uh, entry floor lower, basically, and give people an opportunity to play it, whatever they make, that Maybe may be. So you, you lower you lower the skill floor, but you keep the skill see uh, the skill ceiling where it is. Yeah. Okay. You get you get people in to the point of well, I'm sort of in this now. And yeah. 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 Cool. Um. So yeah, again, and also that was my number six. We don't have to dwell on DNF duel, but it's really good. It's really fun. Um. And if 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 you were ever interested in uh you know checking out a fighting game, I would say having played DNF duel, I'd say wait for Street Fighter Six next year because it looks like it's it. It's got modern controls, which are very similar in terms of its in- output, um, and it's also, you know, going to be one of the. It's going to have a huge single-player suite of stuff as well to do, and it's it's garnered more towards fun than everyone is an esports person trying to become top ranked sort of thing. Um, yeah. So, uh, number five. What did Rio have for his number five? Well, it's funny you should mention esports actually. So. It's, it's difficult to say this game came out in 2022 because let's be honest it's been out since 2016 okay um it's the game frankly i, I love to hate um and yet i can't <laughs> stop playing and i need chemotherapy every time i play it um it's it's overwatch 2 um, okay. yeah okay. i know i knew that was going to be controversial <laughs> i think is it, is it that controversial no, I well, I don't. I, I don't know. I didn't think. I thought this would be. It would be a tough sell for you guys because I wasn't sure whether you liked uh, whether you were into this sort of game or not. To be honest, I enjoyed the first one. I, I did yeah. enjoy the first one. So by rights, this, so, this I should enjoy this. It's just I so played this. I, I should point out when I put this on my list, there's a, there's been a few things come out in the news about Overwatch Two today and some of the more questionable game modes that I'll let uh, you and your listeners do their own research. Oh, on. okay. Um, no, what's this? Yeah, I'm too lazy. Uh, what is it? Oh, I'm not okay. So, there are game there are game modes where you basically go around uh, har- har- harassing women, effectively. What? Uh, yeah. So it's basically there's a there's a character in the game um, who used to be called McCree. Oh, uh, okay, yeah. Who is now called Ca- who is now called Cassidy. Um, they changed the name because of the uh, the questionable stuff that was going on at Blizzard over the last few years. Yeah. And that uh, you play as that character and you go around uh, effectively stalking the female characters. So, you know, it's 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 a it's a custom game you download to them. The okay, um, <laughs> so it's not Blizzard yeah, approved. It, it, it's not Blizzard approved, no. And it's <laughs> it, it, it's the sort of thing that you know some people do play custom games. Um, most people just play matchmaking, to be honest with you. But you know, I just thought I'd throw that out there to say I picked this game before that that all hit the press. Um, I mean, you can't you can't do anything about how people. What other no, people. you can't. You, you can't. You you can't. Um, okay. So anyway, so you know the reason it's not, the reason it's not higher. Um, is there are a number of issues I have with this game around the monetization, um, the progression system, and that kind of thing, which is kind of some of the bad features of of modern gaming, especially modern free to play gaming. Um, but the 
the problem is it's just such a a jewel of a game itself the gameplay loop itself is fantastic so if anyone's not played it since overwatch one it's gone from six players to five it's now much less static much less tank heavy the game encourages you to be aggressive um and it's and it is it is just absolutely fantastic it's much it's much faster paced um you know the comp with all the with the games you play a third of them you'll get stomped a third of them you'll stomp the other team and about a third of them are very competitive and it is just it, it it's incredibly addictive uh, i mean it's a moba in first person first person shooter form really um so it's definitely worth a go it is free to play um just expect that to start with until you've got and the game's figured out your level the matchmaking will be absolutely bloody dreadful and a horrible experience and it was for me for the first maybe three or four hours of playing and I then think, it settles down yeah i think because i did play this um because obviously i wanted to check it out and my first thought was oh this is this is just overwatch one with it is with, uh, it, with... it's it it plays slightly it plays slightly differently now yeah. it's they've, they've tweaked it to be a much faster paced less tank heavy game yeah um so i you know i i, I tend to main reinhardt um feel free yeah. to chuck some sound, reinhardt sound effects in, in, uh, in the edit, mate. <laughs> i know you love that sort of thing uh, but yeah it always you, it always classic reinhardt sound effect there hodge yeah it always used to be you'd stand there you'd burn each other's shield down yep. you'd kill the healers but but now it's there are many there are many more ways to skin the cat you know there's there's 35 here there's 35 heroes i think um there's elements of the game that i personally think are paid to win like there's some characters that you need to absolutely grind for fucking ages to get yeah um that are the characters that are very, very viable and very powerful at lower levels, which is where I am. Um, you don't see them in the pro scene because they suck, um, but at the lower levels, they, they tend to stomp. Um, so, yeah, one of those are... classic catchphrases from the first game. Oh, I've got a splinter, I am! <laughs> yeah, that, that, was, that was it, Hodge. Yeah, yeah. That, 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 that was Reinhardt. That yeah. was spot on, mate. It's like, it's like he's in the room with us. Who wants a salad? <laughs> <laughs> it, this is sad because Hodge has actually played Overwatch. Um, yeah, so... it's it's like it's basically I would describe the game as 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 Overwatch Two is to me as as the One Ring is to Gollum. Um, I both love and hate it <laughs> as I love and hate myself. Indeed. <laughs> also, those comments were just the voice Hodge hears in his head. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Um, uh, Kev, you're number five. Speak about voices I hear in my head and may cause a problem. Uh, and I might have a problem in that. I mean, I mean, you're lucky I'm not playing this game now. It's Marvel Snap. I got Marvel Snap as number five as well. Oh, that was a good, a good call. Yeah. Um, I don't really. I've never really bothered with mobile games. No, nor me. Um, but we. I was in. Uh, I was in the queue in Disneyland, and knowing that the queues are quite long, I thought oh, Hodges mentioned Marvel Snap. Well. I'll give it a go, and because my my son um he he likes Marvel films, we just thought well it was something we can play together in the queue. Did that for at Disneyland, and then I didn't really bother with it again for a while. But I picked it up about six weeks ago, and I was like, I can't stop playing it. Yeah, it's <laughs> I, I think it's great because it's the first card game in a long time that isn't effectively a variation of Magic the Gathering because most of them are Hearthstone is Yu Gi Oh is I believe. Um, so they're all... also wouldn't really work as a physical card game. 
No, it probably wouldn't work as a physical guard game. Um, it would be really complicated. Yeah, it would be, yeah. I suppose um, you just... Well, no, because yeah, because, you know, there's so many blind picks and things like that um, that you that you do, you know, because you don't... Sometimes you go, you, you know, there's rules about putting where an opponent puts... But yeah, it's great. It's... It's, it's it's very tactical, isn't it? You have to yeah. build a deck around yeah. the start of the game. Like, oh, do we go with on reveal? Do I go with ongoing? Do I go with discarding or destroying? Or yeah, yeah. What what's my X factor card, and how do I get to the point where that can screw them over? It's really really tactical, and like I think every time I go for a walk, I tend to be like, oh, I'll snap on while I'm walking. Um, yeah, I, I, I... how do you how do you play it while you're walking? But you just have your phone out and you continue oh, no. to move. Fed yeah, bumps into things a lot. Yeah, I've just got I've just got this image of you walking along like a Regency lady now with a parasol, like you're reading your book by a lakeside or something like that. <laughs> it's kind of. I mean, uh, he he could definitely do the bustle at the back. I mean, uh, <laughs> but yeah, sometimes it's very dark, and I probably shouldn't be. Playing <laughs> this game, that's where the problem is. Like, yeah, but I can go up a level, and that doesn't matter. But I want to do it. I want to win a game before I. One of my favourite memories this year was um, was basically figuring out that uh, carnage plus cloning is ridiculous because you can just basically exponentially grow carnage to eat other carnages that grows him, then clone him, and then you end up with uh, a carnage card which is like twenty four power but still only costs two. And it's like it's like right, I'm just going to win now because I'm just going to put that there, that there, that there, and I've won because. You haven't got a twenty-four put card. You haven't got three twenty-four card powers in your deck, and I have now. I love those sort of things that can happen. Yeah. Um, when, when something like that comes up, it's like, yeah, yes, yeah. like uh, I've just, I've just got Wong. So if you can put Wong, uh, I, I had Wong and Wolfsbane and White Tiger and Odin together. So that means basically Wong and Odin come together. So you use Wolfsbane power goes four times. Yeah, that's. Um, or, on White Tigers four times. <laughs> yeah, have yeah. it. Yeah, just have, eat all of my cards. Yeah. But then uh, the, the jaws I seem to have in the moment are really tight. A lot of the time they go down to, like, who's got the most points, who, who's who got the most, like, goal difference, essentially. Yes. Yeah. By the level. It's really clever. Um, there's no... Yeah, I think... Uh, the only time I've seen, like, a card that seems overpowered is occasionally with the... When the discarding one works with, and you get hella last, and it's like, oh... Yeah, I think I think Galactus is ridiculous as well, but I've I've not seen him in game, but other people have. Well, apparently, apparently, if you, yeah, Galactus can just go right. I'm just going to destroy all the other things and sit here. <laughs> like I've won. Thanks. But yeah, really, really good. And again, because it moves so quick, because all players are making their decisions at the same time. You know, yeah. the games just the games last like what two minutes something like that yeah, if that. Yeah. Oh, yeah that sounds like digital heroin it is yeah. i don't think i should be downloading it yeah very it's... easy to pick up as well oh like, yeah it's not complicated oh, don't yeah 100 percent. um so that was my number five as well uh hodge your number five stanley parable ultra deluxe ah excellent Ooh. and then hodge picked the stanley this? parable ultra deluxe <laughs> i I had like we played it when we did that forty fest thing, um, and I have picked it up. I haven't played it yet. I I didn't specifically count it as a game for this year, so I didn't rush to play it because yeah, because I sort of lumped it because I lumped it with Last of Us Part One because I thought well yeah, I, 
Yeah, I, should... I mean, the difference is with Last of Us Part One is that this is basically a sequel booked in, like cooked into yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, I would have, I would have played it if I was good um, for this because I think I had um... never played it before in any way, shape, or form, and my God, it's funny. Like, I haven't laughed that much at a game in a very long time, and I'm really impressed with how well put together it all is. Like how everything is, like how all the different choices. Like if you think you're doing something clever, you're not. I didn't realise the original uh, 2013, apparently. If you, if you play it, Kev, it's also worth keeping on the, on the notice boards. For um, There's one which just like, sequels aren't all bad. Here are some good sequels. It just lists a load of sequels. Oh, cool. <laughs> I always find, I yeah, find yeah, it I, funny I that... Oh. oh, sorry. I've always found it funny that the uh, narrator just sticks with you no matter what you do. Like, if you decide to st- stay in a cupboard for ages, he will narrate you staying in a cupboard for ages. Yeah, it's pretty, like, like, honestly, yeah, the, it's so clever how they've accounted for so much. Yeah. And the voice of the narrator is also, like, a really lovely voice. Yeah. It's very um, traditional BBC English, isn't it? He sounds... Yeah. He, he, it's not, but he sounds like the guy who used to do um, Hitchhiker's Guide on the BBC radio. Yes. Oh, yes. Yeah. Before, before Stephen Fry voiced it. Yes, yeah. Yeah, I remember we did that game marathon. It was like four in the morning, and that was sort of the game that gave us a bit of energy to go for another couple of hours because yeah. it was just how hilarious it was. Yeah. And then we played, then immediately after, we played the That's You game, and I think we all fell out with each other because we were like, What are you trying to say? <laughs> <laughs> What's going on? Yeah. We all just started getting narky. But no, Stanley Parable was great. Yeah. Push the button to save the baby. <laughs> um, yeah, there's a whole, there's a, all the sequel stuff in there is also very well observed and funny. I won't say any more about it. Yeah, um, I, I'm going to go with my number four now. My number four is another game that I've played mainly on mobile, but it is on available on other things. It's Vampire Survivors. Mm. Yeah, okay. I've got that as my number two. Yeah, it is. Again, we've talked about uh, Marvel Snap being like digital crack this is also very similar like the the one more go ism of this is very strong yeah. the, the, this the, being free on mobile is a problem yeah it's like i can i can definitely i can definitely do better next time if i do this rather than why and then you start unlocking like the weapon combinations and stuff like that and then you unlock more weapon combinations you're like ah oh, hang on if i this isn't you like you start realizing this weapon isn't useless i just haven't leveled it up once you start yeah. leveling it up, every every weapon starts off fucking useless. Then you level it up, and it becomes a screen clearing nightmare. And then you end up with like four of them, and it's still not enough. So you're still yeah. on the search for the perfect build. It's really good. It's, it's so, so fun. I, yeah, it's so good. I I find it. It was about um, three or four hours ago. I finally killed uh, the Red Death. Oh, I haven't done it yet. Have you not? No, right, I killed so. the Red Death. I killed the one in the 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 one which is basically the, like Harle- the actual the Harlequin boss battle type one. Yeah, yeah. So I think it's called the Drowner, is it? I can't remember. Yeah. Anyway, um, Infinite Corridor and uh, Crimson Shroud. That's what you need. Yeah, which are the hardest weapons to get because you yeah, because you've got because you've got to basically run around the entire map. Yeah, to get the pickups, um, which. Yeah, is not easy. Is very very difficult. In fact, on some of the maps because they're massive. Yeah, but it's uh, it's again it's that thing of you start off so underpowered and then by mm. the end of it you are a screen clearing god 
and then it's still not enough. So you're always, you know, you're always on the lookout for you're that. Ch- next... Chasing that next high. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Fantastic game. Um, I, you know, when you look at it, you're like, what is this? It's just you just move left and right and up and down, and it's got Mega Drive graphics and sounds and stuff like that. So, oh, I get it. It's Castlevania, and then you play it, and it's like, oh god, inject this directly into my veins because <laughs> I just want more. I have actually started playing this. I don't think it's hooked me in the way it has you. Maybe it's because I can't walk around while playing it. But it's <laughs> in the dark by a dark river. But uh, the thing is, it has made my commute to work just go in seconds because I just look up. I'm like annoyed that I'm already at work, like because and now I have to pause the game. <laughs> but yeah, it's oh, it's it's very good. Um. Rio, what was your number four? Number four. Uh, so, Fall Guys um, is my number four. Cause, uh, cause, oh, okay. Uh, yeah, because I'm on Xbox only. So, I think PlayStation, I want to say it came out in 2021. 2020, I think. Yeah. Was it really? Yeah. Because I, I remember when it came out on PlayStation, I went, I looked at it and, you know, I had like my, my eyes turned into like hearts and I went, that looks like the most amazing game ever. I really want to play that. And it took ages for it to come out on Xbox and it finally yeah. did in 2022. Um, so it's great, you know. It's it's just something. It's 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 very snackable. Um, the games themselves are very very sim. They're kind of deceptively simple. There's a little bit of little bit of strategy to what you're doing, um, but not much really. You generally can't do anything apart from jump and, and run around. And any um, idiot can ruin it for you. And any idiot can ruin it for you. You think you're doing fine, and then some absolute jackass, you know, <laughs> geeks you off the geeks you off the map or whatever. And yeah, it's one of those things. It's 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 it. I've always wanted to be in Takeshi's Castle, um, <laughs> and sad, sadly, I'm not sure they're filming it anymore. But um, yeah, it's it, it is like it's the closest you'll get to being in Takeshi's Castle. Um, not sure I'd want Craig Charles commenting on what I'm up, you know, my my, my life in general. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it, it's fantastic. Like, like he can judge. Yeah. Like he he like he's he's in no position to judge. <laughs> Um, I, I still think we need to at some point. I'd almost like to do this for like my birthday party this year. Is basically everyone just jump online and play Fall Guys, like yeah. all of our our extended we friendship like, group. We should, yeah, we should do like a real life version of Fall Guys for my birthday. Like I don't know how you arrange that, Matt. No, no. <laughs> basically, between now and then, we get on the um, high protein, high fat diet. Yeah, that's we right. We get absolutely massive. Yeah. Already ahead of you, so and then just and then just run around on a hillside until there's only one person standing. Yeah, <laughs> Fall Guys that? is also a um, really good Switch game because it's a really like it's like the perfect thing to, like sit and kind of play while you're watching something that doesn't need your full involvement. Yeah, mm. there's something quite charming about the graphics as well. Yeah, I don't, I, I, I kind of miss it not being free to play though, like Epic or not owned by Epic is probably a better way of putting it. It's got that Epic. Stuff all over it now. Yeah. Mm. Kev, you were trying to say but something. Also, that... sorry. I was say, is it cross-play? Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah, I think it is, actually. Yeah. Cool. Worth noting as well, if you've got Amazon Prime, you can often get um, free outfits through Prime Gaming for it. Ah. Okay. So, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see if we can sort that out, because I still think that'd be hilarious to have our extended friendship group beating the show. Yeah, we should do. That would be good. We should use that as a gaming evening. Yeah. Um, Kev. What was your number four? I am surprised I've got this higher than Hodge. 
Okay. Uh, no, I'm not going to do a Sonic joke. <laughs> I was waiting for it, mate. I was waiting for it. Uh, no, it's Kirby in the Forgotten Land. Um, ah. Oh, cool. I'm glad it's on there, though. Yeah, this... I thought this game's absolutely fantastic. I think... Um, I sort of think that Nintendo looked at Sackboy Big Adventure and went, oh, we can do that and do it better. And they've made one of the best uh, 3D platformers they've done in ages. It just it's so creative. Like, each yeah. sort of level and ability feels really different. Um, like, the, the way you set up Kirby, and like, there is a little bit of leveling up and things because you can upgrade the abilities, but that you're sort of free to play it a little bit how you like for what suits you. Um, and there, all right, there's certain bosses I think you can't play with a playstyle that you have to pick a playstyle that works for that boss, but um, therein lies the challenge. But every level just feels like really different and like a different kind of puzzle. And it's really cool just going through and finding all the collectibles and they actually do matter because you, you want to do the upgrades. Um, it was amazing how creative this game was. Um, like the idea of like Kirby going for a post-apocalyptic island or an abandoned island. Like maybe Kirby's in our world in the future, wondering what's going on, and then eating cars and then racing them around. Yeah. Like the, the, the Kirby fuck. Eating, there's, there's, there's bits where Kirby eats a vending machine and then shoots cans out at enemies. <laughs> it's really. I, I the most random one is when we just inhale some stairs and become stairs. Oh, what? What? You become stairs? Yeah. yeah. Well, there's loads of random ones. There's, there's a bit where he just becomes a ring, and he just blows. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. like, like you come to something new, it's like, oh, I'm going to envelop this, and that's the puzzle for this bit of the game, and nothing seems outstays welcome at any point. Like, you know, yeah, and, uh, all the ideas, yeah, they change through by nothing. Yeah, they don't go back to all ideas. Like, use this. What can we do with it? Move on. Yeah. Um, Try to think. It reminds me. It's sort of it's it's that philosophy of Odyssey, Mario Odyssey, and that, yeah, nothing stays around too long, everything feels different. Yeah. Um, not, not quite the scale of Odyssey, but it's really good, this game. I think it's one of the... It, I mean, it's the best platform we've played since Odyssey. Yeah. I think. Um, certainly 3D. And just, yeah, what a great Kirby game. I wouldn't have thought that at the start of the year. Um, no. The real shock how good it was, yeah. Um, really enjoyed playing it. I will. I will get this to you, Matt. Next time I see you, I won't forget to take it with me. <laughs> Fair enough. And again, yeah. it's not. It's not massively long. You don't. You know, you can finish it about fifteen hours, um, and then you can collect stuff and do other stuff along with that. It's yeah. The really. post game is quite challenging, isn't it? Like the last few levels. The post game. I think I just finished. Got to roll credits. And did you? Did you do? Did you get? Do the line the second time. I, well, I rolled credits. I didn't notice there was a. Did I miss something? Yeah, when you first beat it, it goes all oh, because you beat it, and the lion gets all angry, doesn't he? So you beat him. Yeah. And there's like a whole other world after the credits roll. Right. There's like a new a new tear opens up. Oh yeah, yeah. You tear him a new one. Sorry. <laughs> tear him a new one. <laughs> Um, I, yeah, I don't know where Hodge is going. He's next. He's got to tell us what his number four is. Let's check it. It wasn't the cat at the door. All oh, right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, again, it sounds really good. I'm on kind of looking forward to playing it. 
Um, I just didn't get around to it. Um, it's kind of interesting because I, I can reveal now there are no Nintendo games on my list this year, which is unusual. Um, we'll, yeah. we'll, maybe we'll do a bit about honourable, dishonourable mentions a bit when we get just before we do our number ones. Hodge, what was your number four? Sonic Frontiers! It was, sorry, uh, right, okay, finally. <laughs> so, it's not number one, okay, that's I'm sorry. fine. No, I'm, 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 sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, dude. No, it's like I said before, right? It, it is quite broken, if, or not quite broken, it's like the engine doesn't quite run properly, things do pop in, there's some odd gameplay mechanics, but what there is there is just pure unadulterated fun. Yeah, they, I, I I would say I really enjoyed it. I'd say the popping stuff didn't really become too noticeable until the second, like world or island where you're yeah. in the desert and there's like big stretches the desert of... is the worst island for it yeah like none of the islands are as bad as that one because there's big stretches of open area and then it's like oh and there's things it's like, uh, right uh, okay right okay um we've we've upset rio enough that he's left um <laughs> no you you haven't upset you haven't upset me at all mate i was just about to print my nose okay <laughs> so please, please edit that line out yeah well, um <laughs> But yeah, I, I found it was. I, I thought it was. I I found it really fun. I think the only thing that was jarring for me is how like the Sonic that you play in as in the open world bits is not the same as the one in the in the. See, like, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't notice that. The way I tested it because I felt like it was that, and then I tested it by trying to do the you know the the circle thing that you do yeah. in the open world. He doesn't do that in the cyberspace levels. No, you already can't do that. Yeah, but like, there's there's a lot of very odd odd decisions with it. Yeah, like the fact that you can like just run circles in the world and get lots of like leveling up stuff without doing anything. Yeah, or like farm rings by doing it. But um, yeah, well, as I was like at the time, but everyone's right when they say it's not finished. But there's lots of things. I mean, yeah. it's a great groundwork for a sequel, though. I'm hoping the um, you, you, DLC coming this year. Right, I'll remind, I'll remind you. I put Final Fantasy Origins on this list, <laughs> and that is a far worse game objectively than Sonic Frontiers. <laughs> I would also say that I think one of the reasons I enjoyed it so much is because I was not expecting to. Yeah, it was a really nice surprise just how much fun it is. Yeah. Um, and I, it's none of the previews did, me, did, did any favours and um, I, I, I don't know if I spoke about this on camera or just to you two about how I bought it because it came with a steelbook yes. and then I sold the steelbook for the cost of the game minus yeah. either yeah because people will buy anything yeah so it was no <laughs> kind of like financial worry about if it was shit <laughs> So that's again. That's really, um, really cool. Have we gone through? We've gone through everyone's number four now, haven't we? Yeah. Oh, also, one last thing: the music is amazing, especially oh, like the vocal tracks. I will hundred percent say that the music is fantastic, and not just the boss music, which again I will say did not need to go that hard. I don't know why we've got like Metal Gear uh, Rising Revengeance level tracks in Sonic the Hedgehog. I think, I think Kev would probably quite like some of the songs they've um, chosen for that game. He he would, but he won't ever admit it. <laughs> <laughs> and it's but also like some of the some of the music in the like the cyberspace stages takes me right back to like the PlayStation era. There is like some ridge racery type tunes going yeah. on there, which are really I really appreciate. Like PS1 era kind of dance tracks almost as and stuff which are really lovely 
Um, yeah, in terms of, again, I think this one was uh, overlooked as well for, you know, uh, soundtrack of the year in terms of the yeah. awards and stuff like that, because it's really good. I mean, I'm what you get when the stars align is a fucking ball align. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So we'll, we'll move on to everyone's number three. Uh, Kev, what was your number three? My number three... Uh, and again, this is a game that I was only able to play this year. It is Crusader Kings 3. Ah, yes. Yes. So I mentioned earlier, a bit of a history nerd. This is basically uh, a, hi a history sandbox um, in that you've, you can start in either uh, oh, 1868, so the time of the Great Heathen Army, um, or 1066, and you can start as whatever you want really and then you play that game you play history and shape it and try and do achieve what you can um are your indolent offspring off yeah and it's yeah so you are <laughs> with the constraints of the time and choices you make and how your character what type of character you are and what you can do it's yeah it's so creative and so interesting it's really hard to explain isn't it rio it's it's very hard to explain. I mean, the thing is, if you just say it's a paradox game, um, I think I don't know if Matt and Hodge would. No, I, I kind I of know, I kind of know. know. Yeah, I I know enough. I I I know enough to know that they're probably not something that I'd seek out. But you know, maybe I'd try one or something it's, at some point. It, but it it's basically uh, I think with paradox games, their their kind of hat, their thing is is the complexity and the and the depth behind them. Yeah, I mean. Even even the even the simpler ones, uh, you know, have a have a lot of complexity and a lot of. It's it's not something you pick up immediately. It's something you kind of have to um, kind of have to dig into. And I must admit, I've not got I, I've not got into Crusader Kings. Um, I have picked it up. Um, and just I didn't couldn't really give it the time it it, it really needed. So I, I my first playthrough, I did the tutorial, and you sort of start as a a duke in Ireland and try and become king of Ireland, which I did. And then I overreached and things fell apart quite quickly. Like, um, and then the second time I was a, uh, like a ruler in uh, what's now Poland and the Baltic area. And again, you learn every time. So I did a lot better that time. Um, uh, but yeah, you could still think so like At one point, a couple of rulers in. So you, you play as a ruler and then you play as, when that ruler dies, you become their heir. Yeah. Um, so I was playing as a ruler and suddenly someone just challenged me and they went, well, you can either back down and you lose your kingdom or you fight and if you lose, you lose your kingdom. I was like, what? I don't want to do this. What? <laughs> and um, yeah, I lost my kingdom. I actually went back and said, all right, I'll check if there's a, I'll reload the save and see if that works. No, lost my kingdom. Right. So, um, but like I had enough of a power base to actually get it back. Ah, Play it a variety of ways. Like you can play it sub subterfuge. You can be spite get have secrets from everyone and have like um, what is called a oh, hook. Hook. Yeah, you can have a hook. Um, for all these characters, or you can you can be a scholar uh, and you can learn things, or you can be a warlord, or you can be like each and every time you pick become a new ruler, they have certain affinities with things. So you can play how you want to play, but you should really play how that ruler wants to play. Yeah. Uh, like you can build power through alliances and marriage. Um, and if your reputation is a benevolent king or as a, you know, if your reputation is with the church is very good and you're playing as uh, 
a Catholic ruler, then you'll get, you can have the help of the Pope, but then the Pope might say, I want to go on a crusade. And like, well, I don't really have enough money to give you, or I don't really want to send my army all the way there because that costs a lot of money. And then the Pope doesn't like you. Um, yeah. It's, there's so many different things that can happen in this game. So I've just started a playthrough where uh, I go to attempt to get Wales to take over Britain, but it's quite hard. Never yeah, do actually wish fulfillment for you, isn't it, really? <laughs> well, well, I just thought it'd be a good challenge, but um, it, it's at the time of the, the Vikings around in Jorvik, and yeah, they have a lot of warriors and they keep raiding, and they're like, oh, there's not a lot I can do about this. Finland Targus is great. Sorry, I just don't know where that came from. Um... <laughs> yes, well, it probably is, Matt. Um, <laughs> you can know, start, you can start in, it's pretty much everywhere in the, uh, between Ireland and. Uh, India, you can start from any any along yeah. that line. So you could, yeah, it's a it's a sandbox in that regard. Um, so and you can see how history can play very differently. Yeah, I mean, again, like I've put Total War. That's probably the closest I get to these sort of games is something like Total War. And even then, I try and choose the faction where it's like, do I need to it's... worry about population control? No, <laughs> it's very. I know Total War has elements yeah. of the strategic and grand strategic, um, but yeah, I think Crusader Kings. Oh, it's going to be nothing like, Hearts like that. Of Iron and Victoria and that kind of thing. They're they're much less in in the kind of control your units on a battlefield and much. Yeah, you are. You, yeah, you basically point a click an army around the field. and yeah. go on siege. Is your your main concern with when you're fighting someone is a if someone's starting starting on you surviving, you really want to avoid that aspect because your own. Yeah. Your own like uh, lords or something. If they start rebelling, you really try and nip that in the bud by I don't know a marriage alliance or you know trying sure, to find yeah. a secret. Or um, you know if you're fighting a foreign power, you tend to be well try and pick something that's a bit weaker. Maybe that's how I played. Like oh look, there's this this small duchy. I'll start. Uh, they haven't got many alliances. I'll start fight with them and take over that. Um, or you can just you can just do it by. Um, having a big enough reputation and they all join you. They'll become your vassal. They will just be like, oh, yeah, I know. You, you're a big neighbour on our doorstep. You seem pretty good. We're aligned on religion. We're aligned on our sort of... So you, you eventually become the villain then, Kev, yep. is, what, is what you're you saying. You become the villain if you want, yeah. Or you can do it another way. But I, I don't it's hard. I don't know how... I haven't really played where you haven't... I mean, people will start a fight with you because they'll want some of your land at some point. Because uh, the way someone will be like, oh, I'm the actual, I should be the ruler of that land because my uncle was there first. And like, well, no, it's my yeah. son's. So. Like like real life, basically. That, you know, yeah. everyone, you can, everyone's you fine until stuff. someone goes, someone goes, I'd quite like to have that as well. So we're going to yeah. have that. <laughs> you can do weird stuff like change how the line of succession works as well. I mean, yeah, I mean, you, you sort of have to build... I, it's quite frustrating at first because you have um, something called Confederate Partition where you can have a quite a big empire, but um, if you've got three sons, your firstborn will become heir and king, but the other two sons may get part of the empire as separate things, which is like, oh, I've worked for this, and now this has happened. So there's a trick of being like, you could go, you could have one son and then become celibate. Right. Because that's better for your future. Um <laughs> This is the way the succession works, but you can then build towards just having the the uh, like primogenitor, the, the first son gets everything. Um, I mean, so, and like, then when they ascend to power, they murder their brothers. 
That's the other thing they could do, yeah. That's always Uh, the plan. Your your sons will work independently of you until you control them, so they can go, they can try and murder you. Yay! Right. Sorry, I'll stop talking. Uh, no, it's all right. It's, uh, we, we probably do need to move on, but it sounds it it sounds really good. It just sounds like something that I would immediately fail at. Um, yeah, same here. Yeah, sounds way too in depth for me. Yeah, I, it, I'm a bit like that with like does. Civ and Age of Empires. I'm like, I'll, I try try them for a bit, and then I just fuck it up because I don't really know what I'm doing. You to pick an easier option as you, as you start. There are easier scenarios. Yeah. Um. Cool. Uh, Hodge, what have you got down as your number three? Uh, number three is a game I did not think I'd ever see, which is Shredder's Revenge. Ah, okay, yeah. yeah. I don't think we'd ever get a game like that again. Again, you've offended Rio. <laughs> <It's> just... <laughs> um... Haven't offended me. <laughs> it's just the second can, time Hodge I can, has I can, said I can something and you've instantly... I can sit here and, you know, try and... <laughs> try and... Pick you a winner if you want, mate. But, uh, <laughs> Again, I'll edit this out. But yeah, Shredder's Where Revenge is, is genuinely great. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed it as well when I played it. Um, I was, I was again very surprised at the level of detail they went into. Um, yeah, and just enjoyed the fact that they got all the voice cast back as much as they could. Um, yeah, an unnecessary addition which I was not expecting. Yeah. Um, uh, and you know the like the just little things like you can do a little uh, pose with your turtle and uh, Leonardo's deep breaths will be in my head for a very <laughs> long time. <laughs> also, we didn't need again to what things go necessarily hard. Didn't need to get is it Mike Patton to do the theme tune? No, no, we did not need to do that. Like <laughs> Mike Patton obviously loves video games because he's been in enough. I think yeah. yeah. Um. But yeah, genuinely really fantastic game. And also we're saying that it, again, it does this really good thing of it's, it's not, it doesn't really play how those old arcade games played, No, but it plays like how they played in your head. If yeah. that makes sense. Cause the game, the games on the actual Cowabunga collection, I, I haven't played them specifically, but I know of them and you know they're unfair because they're there to take your quarters. They're there to make yeah. you pump money into them. Whereas uh, Shredder's Revenge is that kind of gameplay, but fair. You know, yeah. <laughs> like... well, but see, just the addition, as we said, the addition of a dodge changes everything. Yeah, and it's uh, yeah, it's genuinely feels crunchy and great to play as well. Yeah, good, good, good pick. Um, have we done everyone's number three? Oh, we haven't, I haven't done mine. Uh, Rio, what was your number three? Uh, well, again, because I'm a, uh, an Xbox peasant, uh, yep. hit the Hitman trilogy uh, came out on uh, Xbox in 2022. So okay. that's um, yeah, that was high up in Matt and I mine list last year. Yes, yeah. absolutely brilliant. Oh, it's just everything about it is fantastic. It's so highly polished as well, and and the replay value on it as well. I mean, the two things that stand out for me: the initial mission uh, on Hitman Three, which at the uh, in the Burj Khalifa. Yeah, where you've got so many options for for dealing with the targets. Um, there's the um, there's also the um, the one that's set in a Japanese spa where you have just multiple options for uh, yeah for dealing with it as well. You know, for you know, it, re- revealing that the person on the operating table actually murdered the chief surgeon's father, I think it was. Yeah, and uh, have them do the dirty work for you. So yeah, it's 
there's just something enjoyable about making it all look like an accident. Yeah. Um, there's the mission in Paris as well where you dress up as the Phantom of the Opera and drop a chandelier on someone, which is always entertaining. Oh, I haven't done that. I don't think I've done that one. Yeah, so there's the... there's the um, it's, it's not called the Phantom. I forget exactly what it's called, but it's the the magician or something like that. There's a costume in the attic. Oh. Um, and you get an achievement for, drop, for dropping a chandelier on one of the targets. Oh, brilliant. <laughs> I kind of want to go back and do that now. But that's a, yeah, that's, but... that's a wonderful thing about the about those games. I think that you need to sort of treat every sort of first playthrough. You shouldn't actually expect to kill anyone. You should just be you should basically be casing the joint the first mm. yeah your first time in any level. Um, yeah, it's it's just the fact there's no every time something goes wrong, you don't feel like you've been screwed over by the game. You think, oh well, I've done this. Yeah, I, I've made I've made a mistake. You know, you never feel you always feel like you're in. in in, in proper control of uh, of your character, yeah, um, I, and it's got a, a wide range of like I like the way the missions sort of change some of them halfway through. Like you've mentioned the um, Japanese spa, where it's also a surgery is happening, and mm. you go from the sort of idyllic spa thing to you know an underground lab, almost like a yes. Resident Evil thing. Uh, and then there's the one in the um, the in Italy, I think it is Sapienza. Yeah. yeah, where there's the underground the underground lab as well. Yeah, yeah. I, I one of the things I also enjoy is the fact that they lean into the fact that it is slightly ridiculous and and and, and Agent Forty Seven has these cheesy voice lines like where he prepares poison sushi and he goes, "Oh yes, you should try this. It's to die for." Oh, God. <laughs> Of course. Have you played the whole trilogy, Rio? Yes, I have. I have that. Yes. Yeah. The I, I think the knives out scenario is the best one. Oh, the the um the sort of uh, I know which one you mean. You, I want to say Rudyard you, Kipling. You, I don't mean Rudyard Kipling. Agatha you Christie. Solve, you can solve a murder. Oh yes, in the oh I know the one you mean. Yeah. Um, uh, on Dartmoor. Yeah. 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 That that's probably yeah that that. Now that you mention it, I can't believe I forgot that. That really did. That really was impressive because the interesting bit is not is not dealing with the target. It's solving the, it's solving the murder. Yeah, well, it's uh, I this game like I you can I think what you said about casing out the thing. I think it's very clever at pointing you in a direction to achieve the murders as you go through. You're not you don't feel like you're wasting time. Like oh, there's a clue there. All right, I'll follow that thread and then yeah, that can you're. Yeah, it's not it's not obtuse. Everything seems logical. It's like, oh, I do this, I do this. Oh, here's the opportunity. Um, does this make sense right now? Um, yeah, and I think as you because I played through all three start of last year, it's fantastic. And yeah, and yeah, the the fact that Agent Forty Seven seems like the ultimate Renaissance man. You can. Like, oh yeah, that's that's brilliant. Yeah, he took. He, turn, he turns up and it's like, oh, uh, I'm your new session musician. Oh, yeah. good. Can you play? Oh, yeah, I'm a, uh, I'm an international standard drummer. Oh, well, that's good. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah. yeah. And also the fact that no one recognises him ever, despite him having a very, like, distinct I mean, look. he's a big, sinewy, bold bloke with the barcode on the back of his head. Yeah. He's going to stand there. It's like when James Bond <laughs> turns up and goes, yes, the name's Bond, James Bond. It's like, ah, yes, heard of you. Yeah, been on the internet once. Know exactly who you are. <laughs> yeah, but um, I I think they they there is a genuine in in universe explanation, which is that apparently his face in universe is too bland, and people just <laughs> like people just forget him as soon as they see him. 
that's the the in-universe thing, which I, I don't particularly buy. I've also realised I, yeah. I haven't talked about my number three. My number three is the third of my Warhammer games, and <laughs> it's uh, Warhammer 40k Chaos Gate Demon Hunters, which is effectively XCOM with Warhammer, and it's great, because it's XCOM <laughs> with Warhammer. And I don't think I really need to explain more than that, because it's... You know XCOM, it's that, but you play as Space Marines, and they also do things like walk up to doors, and instead of opening them, they boot them the fuck open and explode, <laughs> because they're Space Marines. And also because you can like shoot statues and, sh- and lower them onto your enemies' heads. And you can jump through windows and throw grenades through because you're space marines. It's like someone got this right. Someone got this absolutely <laughs> fucking right. You're not going down to a random enemy burst. If you sit there and take fire, you will go down. But it's not like one random shot is going to kill you. And the reason for that is because you're space marines. It's very. I like the fact. I like the fact in the universe the only rule that's consistently applied is the rule of awesome. Yeah. It's like. You know, if it would be awesome to have an eight-foot-tall, genetically engineered, armoured warrior <laughs> suplexing someone through a door, then yeah, that's cool. Let's yeah, do it. That's right. <laughs> so we're going to do that. It's why it's it's why everyone's very the the thing that annoys a lot of fan bases is go oh c- could could my favourite sci-fi universe beat 40k? And the answer is no because 40k is fucking ridiculous <laughs> by design. <laughs> it's you know. Uh, and also you can, you can, this is a game where you can customise your grenades so they can say purity on them as you throw them towards the enemy. <laughs> it's, uh, it's genuinely though, it's really fun. It's probably what, it's probably the game this year I actually spent the most time in that's not my number one, and you probably know what my number one is by now. Um, because it's just, it's just super fun to take a squad of like four badasses in and kill a load of plague-bearing cultists. It's great. Love it. Um, genuinely, uh, genuinely, it's it's worth checking out if it ever comes to console, because it quite well could do, because it's just XCOM, basically. So yeah, there we go. That is uh, my number three. Um, I'll tell you what, I'm going to say my number two very quickly, um, and we'll kind of move on, because I'm pretty sure this will be higher up on people's list, or maybe in the same position. My number two is God of War Ragnarok. Uh, and so we'll we'll kind of come back to that, I'm sure. Uh, Rio, yeah. what is your number two? Was that aimed at me? Sorry, mate. Yes. Broke up. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, number two for me is Vampire Survivors, which we've already talked about. Oh yeah. Uh, again, like great, great pick. Uh, I, yeah. Yeah. Uh, fantastic game. And I've only been, and I've only been playing it a week and a half. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, if they, when when they come back with like more content, I'll definitely like be coming back because it's like they're well, like, I think there is DLC already yeah just it's yeah a, 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 it's a, a, I need a fix I need a fix of uh, of my godlike power um, starting from humble beginnings uh, Kev what was your number two you've probably worked out and it's higher than I think I'm the one that likes this game more than anyone else and it's Horizon Zero Dawn yeah sorry Horizon Bidden West keep doing that <laughs> yeah yeah um, I think Crusader Kings may have been pipped it, but Crusader Kings, uh, there was an issue with saving. Um, that oh, I remember you saying it at the time. Yeah. Kind of, kind of gutting. Patched it, but it sort of ruined the momentum of it. Um, yeah, I there there seems to be a, like every 
four years as an open world game that I just absolutely delve into and just love the world. And the last one was Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Uh, and the next one was this game. Because, like, your Christmas about how wide the world felt, it, like, didn't really affect me. I, like, I loved getting to a new village and seeing, oh, these these people seem to work, seem to worship the Triceratops um, as, like, cultivators of the land. And then you go to a different tribe and they're worshipping, like, Top Gun pilots. Um, and I tend to concentrate on just doing the side quest for giving to the people rather than, like, the collecting things, which may... Well, yeah, I just that's what I prioritize. Like, I think the performances and the uh, the sort of animations of the people given side quests is better than a lot of video games oh, do. 100%. Yeah, yeah 100%. Um, it, again, it's yeah, it's the amount of effort they've put into those side quest characters, which they didn't need to. They could have done what pretty much every other game does, which is cobble together a load of random animations that every six characters you meet have and they haven't done that at all like yeah i i just like getting to a new village like oh here's a couple of things you can do this village and find out more about us like the 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 village where they keep seeds in the heart and when someone dies they plant that seed yeah um, as a way of them carrying on it's like really interesting and wandering around the, the the group who who worship the who worship the guy who like the tech bro basically calls the apocalypse um they they sort of they track they come from i think it's hawaii it's supposed to be they come across the sea to find find these vaults and yeah um also there's just the great gameplay of just going around hunting massive dinosaur robots yeah like, i really enjoy the fact that like i don't ever i never found that game like oh it, this is impossible like i can do this like, there's one bit where you've got to hunt a uh, like a mastodon and a T-Rex or Thunderjaw. Yes, um, yeah, I remember that one. Like, how do I do this? Okay, I'll try this. I oh, know that doesn't work. I'll try this. Um, and eventually you do it, and it feels great to have achieved that. Like the, the these are top level things. You are just a tiny human who is fighting like m- massive monsters. Um, yeah, I mean, I I don't quite understand how. I mean, I, I just played it through and didn't really want to stop until I got to the end. I don't think the ending quite lands as well as it could, um, but the build-up to it is very good. Um, I really nice like spoilers. The, yeah. Um, I really like building your crew and, and that throughout the game. Yeah. I, uh, the, yeah. See, that, that's an, I feel like there's something cut there because in your base where you, you're talking to them, it feels like there should be like a Mass Effect style um, you know, companion thing going on. And there isn't. Yeah, I mm. wonder if they... Do you know what I mean? Yeah, maybe... The way you have dialogue options and stuff, feels there should be something there that isn't... Maybe it points to the story. I, I kind of felt like um, Aloy, Aloy's soulmate was the guy who lived in Vegas and, like, wanted to, like... Make yeah, it. he's great. He was great. Yeah, like, he is great. Uh, yeah, Vegas is fantastic. Oh, yeah. Je- yeah. Just, like, fireworks in the sky. It's, it's such a beautiful moment, that, like... Oh, I I want to do this thing from the old world, and yeah, what what a game! Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, it, yeah, it is good. I think it only like I say, your 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 reaction to things can only be emotional, and there were points at where it just stopped grabbing me. But when I went back to it, it's you cannot deny the quality of this game at any point. No. Yeah. No, definitely. Uh, yeah, I think with open world games, I tend to be. Right, here's the next story mission. I'll 
see that straight line. Oh, there's this on the way, so I'll do this. And then I'll move. And I, I think I do it that way. I don't sort of go, oh, I have to clear this whole area and then move on. I, that um, might be the difference, because that is kind of how I feel about open world games. Like, I, I, yeah. Yeah. Well, see, so I do what Kev does. I head towards the next room. And there's this stuff on the way. I'll get sidetracked to do that on the route. Yeah. But I, I found there was so much stuff that I was sidetracked more often than... I, 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 I quite, think I decide I, based on the what it is. It's like, does this look interesting? Now? It's like, yeah. I I wanted to I want to do something that advances the world that makes you feel a part of this world rather than just oh, there's a drone and I don't really get much for doing this. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, uh, Hodge, what was your number two? How could I not have number two? A game I have played. I worked this out earlier today. About well, it's it's about 110 hours this year. Oh wow! I, I think I know what multi- this is. Multiverses. Multiverses. Oh, I thought this would be number one. No, Multiverse number two. Um, it's very good. Like the level of care and detail into this, is like, I'm still in many ways shocked. It's a free to play game and didn't charge for it, given how much effort has been put into everything. Yeah. But and the character unlocking, like Rio mentioned earlier, about how um, Overwatch's two character unlocking can feel like a grind and unfair in places. Yeah. Whereas the unlocking in Multiverse is, is pretty fair. Like no one's. I haven't paid for any character unlocks. You can do it all with the coins you get through matches. Um, the only thing I want to say about the free-to-play model where it does rear its ugly head is the... You get enough... Well, I've never paid for a battle pass before, but I have done for this one. But the skins that exist outside of a battle pass are stupidly expensive. And my understanding is that isn't by choice of the developer, it's by choice of the publisher. Mm. Yeah, I can imagine. Um, so, for example, the Batman animated skin will cost you nearly 20 quid. That's, yeah, that's quite a lot. That's outrageous. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's not all right. But, yeah, it's a cosmetic, so it doesn't really matter. Do you know what I mean? It's like, does it matter much? No. I also appreciate the fact that some of the character skins have got, like, entirely new dialogue with different voice actors. And where they can, they've got the original voice actors back to do it. I mean, it's, it's an incredibly polished game for something that is free to play. Um, it's it, and you know the one, the one, probably the saddest thing about multiverses is that it nailed several, <laughs> several nails in the coffin of um, Nicktoons, which you had to buy, <laughs> and, yeah. and was nowhere near as polished as this, um, because for whatever reason Nickelodeon decided not to give him a budget um, until it was too late. They until... gave the budget for voice acting after the fact, yeah, and then it. And it sounds like they've just been allowed to clip old dialogue. It doesn't sound like new dialogue. No. Could be completely wrong about that. Oh, it must be new dialogue. They've got new voice actors for some of the Nickelodeon stuff. Ah, right. But yeah, it's it's been. I mean, you couldn't get Tim Curry back. Uh, that would have been very difficult. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, it, again, multiverses is. I think it's for what it is, particularly the quality of what it is. It's shockingly good. And again, you know, as someone who obviously. Uh, likes fighting games it's caused a lot of interest in the fighting game community because a lot of people are sort of saying well hang on you know most most casual players aren't going to aren't going to want to drop you know 40 50 60 quid on yeah. on a fighting game but would they drop into a game to check it out and then maybe pay you know for skins or characters that they really like uh, and the next one to look out for is project l which is effectively the league of legends fighting game okay yeah um, also, like there's some some interesting choices on character inclusion, like having um, Gizmo, Stripe, and Marvin the Martian aren't people you necessarily go to as 
Well, Gizmo and Stripe, definitely not. Marvin the Martian no. is, you know, a Looney Tune, so he's he's up there in the, the Warner Brothers sort of thing, but you, like... Yeah, yeah. Before, before Daffy? Well, yeah, I suppose. <laughs> Bless you, Ray. Excuse me. But, yeah, yeah, Daffy, yeah, Daffy's, yeah. Daffy's going to be a, a paid add-on later on, mate. Yeah. <laughs> well, we're all paid, but we're all, like I said, you can, they're, they're getting the coins you need to unlock them isn't a massive grind. Yeah. So, that's pretty pretty solid. Uh, Rio, did we have your number two yet? You had my number two, mate, yes. It was um, Vampire Survivors, wasn't it? It was. Yes. Right. So, um... I think Rio's number one is the probably the unknown one. Yeah, yeah, so we'll, we'll go with uh, Rio. Well, we'll go with Rio's number one first. What was oh, your number okay. One? Well, again, it might be it was not hugely popular amongst um, critics, but it's something that it, it's a game that uh, now I've played it has really kind of sat with me, um, and I very much enjoyed playing, even though I recognise it's not perfect. Um, and that's Trek to Yomi. Okay. Um, okay. Which wasn't universally reviewed. Yeah, it wasn't released to universal critical acclaim for, for a number of reasons but uh, as a fan of samurai films generally and especially kurosawa films things like seven samurai ran that kind of thing um it's just everything about it is just the tone of it you could take any single still image from the game um blow it up and frame it on your wall um so visually it's absolutely stunning it's all in it's all in black and white um the plot is you know, it's a traditional samurai movie um, a, a bandit leader kill, kills your kills your mentor and, uh, and master, and you have to go and extract you know, exact revenge. And at the end, you choose between duty and love and revenge. And uh, and it's got all those sort of tropes that make samurai films kind of a bit cheesy, but also great. Um, the sword play is probably the the weakest part of it. A lot of it's timing based. Um, it can be a little janky at times. It, it's, it's quite, it's quite close to, it, it's quite close to being perfect, but it's not quite there. Um, there are a lot of different enemy types. Um, you can't just go smashing buttons and holding block because you've got, you've got to do a bit of stamina management as well. You've got to time your counters and that kind of thing. There are certain enemies that will, uh, will counter you, and if you attack them at the wrong time, will just instantly kill you. Um, so in all, it's quite a challenging game. The tone's fantastic. The art's wonderful. Um, you know, it, it, it's been compared to like Ghost of, Ghost of Tsushima and um, Sekiro. Whether that's a similarity of the game or just because it's a Japanese running around as a samurai game, don't don't know. Um, but the the difficult the difficulty on it is 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 tough but fair, I'd say as well so yeah that's definitely the game that stuck with me most this year just because it, it it's the most visually it's the most visually visually striking and fun to play your yeah, mileage may good, vary good choice yeah your, good choice, your mileage though. will definitely vary, vary if you like samurai films um then you'll really really like it um i should definitely you, check this out because this is my jam really you you yeah. will do it and it, it will be like a game for children for you being an Elden Ring fan mate. Um, <laughs> but for the likes of for the likes of me, it's things it's little things that you don't get in other games like stamina management and counters and yeah. dodge rolling and that kind of thing. You know, all of which are things I know appear in yeah. sort of FromSoft type games. And, you know, I, I can I've compared it to being slightly souls like, which was a slightly trolley comment. Um, but that's just because it's got those things in it that you don't see in many other games. I mean, that's it's it's not 
that's not unfair. <laughs> They're like, you know, that's that's it's almost when you kind of go, well, what is a Souls like? Does it have a dodge roll? Does it have stamina management? Those are the things you probably look for. Mm. Um, yeah. But no, sounds good. And again, I quite like it that I think on most of our lists there is a game that maybe wasn't critically wasn't a critical darling, but yeah, but that we all liked. Um, so I think that's again that's been the story of the year. Before we go on to number ones, has anyone got any honourable or dishonourable mentions? I've got a few to, to chat about. If that's okay to kick us off, yeah, yeah. Sure so my honourable mentions yeah. are Sifu. I really liked Sifu. Oh, um, I didn't have that one, actually, now I think about it. Yeah. Um, Sifu is really good. My only thing about it is that it is it is very difficult. Um, it's more difficult than, you know, a, the Souls games. Um, really? In, in terms yeah. of its combat, yeah. Um, because it's, it requires more of you. Um, and the only way to get good is to die more. So I think that just... It put me off at one point because there is a boss where you have to do a very specific timing and I got annoyed with it because I felt like I was doing it and the game wasn't giving it to me, if that makes sense. Um, so that was uh, that was probably the only reason why it didn't make, make my list. Um, I would say Xenoblade Chronicles 3 didn't make my list simply because uh, I haven't finished it. What I've played of it is great um, and will continue to play it, but I don't feel like I could put it on the list having only played like probably less than a quarter of it, um, given that it's like a 120-odd hour uh, RPG. Um, in terms of my dishonourable mentions, uh, I played uh, Gotham Knights. It is the most boring bag of shit I've played this year. Um, it like It's it's stunningly dull. Um, and uh, any any complaints about superhero... Like, this, this is the sort of thing that makes me worried about, like... Um, Suicide Squad, because again, live service game, superheroes. Uh, you know, Marvel is is closing down this week. Um, this is boring and and deeply unfun to play. It's like it's like it's wearing a coat. It's like two toddlers in a Mac pretending to be the Batman Arkham games, and it's not. Um, uh, and my second sort of dishonorable mention is probably Splatoon Three. Weirdly, okay. which is is not a bad game. But doesn't need to exist. This this could have been Splatoon Two DLC. Uh, uh, it absolutely could have been Splatoon Two DLC. There is no need for this to be to be this. I I picked it up. I played it for a bit, and I'm like, this. I'm done. I, I don't need to carry on playing this anymore. Um, so yeah, uh, those are my d- dishonorable and honorable mentions. Anyone wants to follow that? Off you go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll mention a few things. I finished Bayonetta three last night, and I think that would have been number eleven. I think my main thing that there is some really fun like stuff in this game that's absolutely batshit crazy. Yeah, like one you fight one boss where you're a giant demon that Bayonetta su- suffers who's pretending to have a bath in the clouds. Right. Okay. Um, that sounds yeah, amazing. All that thing is really fun, and it's definitely worth playing. I just feel like I don't know if this game, the, the gameplay, feels much different to what it did in two thousand eight. Um, the the boss fights and the the extra stuff is great, and it's like yeah, this is really really fun. But I yeah, I I wonder. I think I I picked other stuff because I, I think the other stuff felt newer. Um, it probably doesn't help that I think this is barely playable handheld. Yeah. Um. 
I think that certain games are really struggling on the Switch. Um, I would say Xenoblade's a bit the same as well. Yeah, it's... Um, Strange Horticulture, which is like a weird game where you have to identify flowers, is... I'd recommend it. It's quite interesting. Okay. There's, there's a little bit of a mystery going around it. Um, the only thing is sometimes it's a little bit obtuse. Like, you, you, if you get... If you identify... A, if you give someone a flower wrong three times, you basically die. <laughs> okay. Um, I like realism in games. Yeah, yeah. Uh, sort of like I'm not quite sure from the description you get that how I could differentiate between these two. Um, and one that is again, it's a pretty good game, but Lego Star Wars: The Skywalker Saga. Uh, but I, I feel like once you've played through one episode of it, you've played through all of it. They don't do enough to differentiate. Yeah, boss fights are the same. I mean, how many times have they released all of these? Lego Star Wars games now. Well, they, they, they've completely this, these, this is completely redone. Oh right, is it? Uh, okay. Yeah. So it's, it's oh, they've never done the new trilogy before. They did release Episode Seven. I was going to say, I thought they did. Yeah. yeah. No, but not, not all of them. Right. Yeah. I mean, the the problem is you have to deal with Episode Nine. So. Yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> I, yeah, but they don't. I, I think they like. There's one bit where you there, there's there is a a fight in a ship. In, in the film, like, well, why aren't I doing that? Why can't I do this? No, we'll just, we'll land and you'll just have a bit of a explore again. It's also, so I've forgotten that came out this year, and it's also one of those games which is a, is a bit of a, um, not a victim, guilty of bloat in the open world. Yeah, I, say I, haven't, I haven't gone collecting stuff yet. Um, but, yeah, like, the, the boss, the fight against Darth Maul feels the same as the fight against everything else. It's just, it's all... Yeah. It's all a bit of a shame, really. In that, I don't think they they did enough to differentiate. Um, have you got any Hodge? Yeah, I've got a couple. I'll be quick though. Um, so, a shout out to Pokemon Arceus for like trying something different with the franchise. I forgot that um, came out this year. Yeah, yeah it was really early on. Yeah, so yeah, try. I will play it. I just yeah, it... I, mean, I've, I I didn't I did what I do with all Pokemon games. I play like a good number of hours, but it's kind of drop off like a brick. Yeah. But, what it does, it does well, and it does something different, which is, you know, to be applauded. Um, Mario Rabbids Sparks of Hope, also very, very good. It's more of the same, which is why it is on the list, but it is... I, I, it was my son's... It is very good. Son's Christmas present, and I need to play it with him, which means he wants to play about one of six games, and then who knows what not. Yeah, that's very good. Um, the only other two I'll give a shout-out to are both collections. Um... So the first one is Pac-Man Museum Plus is a really well put together Pac-Man collection. Okay. Couple of couple of weird couple of like weird oddity Pac-Man titles titles. It's like yeah, well put together. It's a bit of fun. And the um, the Cowabunga collection is like the the gold standard now on how to do a collection. I I would I would also just because you've just mentioned collections, say the Capcom Fighting collection is very similar to that as well in terms of the content that you get out of it. And yeah, yeah. But like I, the, I would say like the, the Cowabunga one documents, is. In Cowboy Collection is ridiculous that they had like unprecedented access to the Konami archives. Yeah, like go through and digitize all this stuff. And the reason apparently got so much stuff on there is because they were like, well, we might never get a chance to do this again. We should take absolute advantage of this. Yeah, I mean, it's got about it's got all three like it's got everything on it, which I just find all versions amazing. Of everything. Yeah, crazy. apparently, and none of us here have played it. But I might be able to get at some point. The um, Atari Fifty Collection is apparently a, a fantastic way of putting a collection together. Yeah. Does it have ET? No. <laughs> no dice. Like licensing, I believe. Ah, of course. 
That's it. If anyone's wanted to give a quick shout to. Uh, uh, right. You want to say your number one, Matt? Yeah, I think you'll you'll have all guessed my number one. Uh, it's Elden Ring, and you know, <gasps> yeah, surprise. Um, Gasp. <laughs> genuinely, I know, I know, Souls games aren't everyone's bag, but this is not just. It's not just that it's a Souls game; it's the best Souls game. It is far above, you know, um, Dark Souls or um, its only competition is Bloodborne in terms of that. And I, I, because of the fact of what you can do in this, this and... is this is not just a Souls game. This is a Marks and Spencer. <laughs> this is a Marks and Spencer Souls game. It is, um, you know, the the the. The war, the lore of the world and everything is really interesting and fascinating. If you start actually going to search it out, it's a bit like it. Like people have said, why did this get nominated for best story? If you go in into the story, the story is wonderful and fascinating, and it's got a proper like mythology. It's got you know characters who do weird and crazy things because they are gods, and this is what gods do. Um, you know, it's, um, George R. R. Martin, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, um, he he basically what he basically did was flesh out the scenario of the world as it was, and then what From Software did right was go, how can we fuck this? And then they and that's the world that you now play, in, which is a great way of doing it. Um, and he did this instead of writing the Winds of Winter. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this, this is this is ultimate procrastination, isn't it? Yeah, I'll just make a video games. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, everyone like, but you know. <laughs> It's uh, it, his his touch on it is is actually quite light, so it's not like you're going to be going, oh, that's like Game of Thrones. That is, it's very different. It's definitely a FromSoft joint. Um, you know, uh, it's the the fact of the way that there are environmental details because FromSoft are the best at telling stories in in their world. So Hodge hasn't got there yet, but he'll get there. But there is an area where. Um, there are no stakes of Marika, which are like what, these respawn points before bosses. And the reason there are no stakes of Marika in this area is because the leader of this place fucking hates Marika because Marika stole her husband. So all the stakes of Marika have been removed, which is like, that is the That's sort awful. of attention to detail to go in and say, we're going to remove this item, which is like a gameplay mechanic because of a story reason. It's amazing. Oh, uh, yeah. I'm just going to ignore you, Kev. Um, but, but also <laughs> to go off your back, Kev, back as well, though. I thought um, I like the fact that like stuff just happens. Like, um, yeah, I went down to the river and was trying to go to the caves. And first off, the giant fucking crab appeared. And I wasn't having that, so I was running away from the crab. And then I just about got away from the crab, and that fucking dragon turned up. Yeah, I mean, it, it and you know the thing is there there are like. There are telltale signs that a dragon might be about, but of course you wouldn't think that there's a dragon, a dragon about because you haven't seen one, but there's ruined buildings and there's charred stuff and everything like that. Not on that side of a the lake there isn't. Oh, right, fair enough. But there, but that's what I mean. It's like it's it's It feels like a living, breathing world. Have you run into the bats yeah. yet? Uh, the singing bats? Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. no. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, there are, um, there are uh, bats who sing and their song has been translated. Uh, it's... You know, from from Latin. This is the sort of thing. It's like this is. It's, oh, no, I haven't found them yet. Definitely. From soft. It's. Uh, <laughs> um. I mean, again, I know it. 
in, in, this is sort of when we were talking about um, the uh, a bit earlier about like how the, about the skill floor being lowered. I kind of I kind of almost wish it was for this game a little bit because it's so good that when you're I feel like it is a bit by virtue of how much beer I've got in it than well, anything else. I'm I'm amazed that it was on your list. Let's put it that way because you're not the, traditionally a FromSoft person sort of thing. And no, I, absolutely not. I know you give it a couple of hours and yeah. off at the door. And the, the fact that this game made me sort of go not only am I going to do the main quest, I'm going to find, you know, uh, the hardest boss in the game and beat her, which is, I I would not recommend anyone else try that. Not in real life, like particularly if you've not like, unless you're like I'm, I do from soft games, I do them all the time. Don't go do it. But it's to 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 do that is like it feels fucking amazing to actually get through a challenge like that and go, yes, I fucking did that. I did it my way. Did it with my character, my build. Fuck you. I don't care what you say. And it's like the challenge feels great. It does feel like an achievement, which you know is why it's my number one, and why God of War Ragnarok is a number two because a lot of that is it's got similar elements, very similar elements, and I'd even say there's things in God of War Ragnarok that are harder than um, than what's in Elden Ring. Definitely some of the boss fights, but I don't think anything's harder than Millennia because that's just yeah, and. And again, everything has a reason to be there. Even if it doesn't seem obvious at first, everything has a reason to be there. Uh, and the level of detail it goes into is absolutely fucking insane. And the, the people who make it, clearly... like It's one of those things that, if you look at it, when you're first going through it, everything like looks slapped together. And it's not. It is absolutely intricately detailed... And it's like looking at a th- it's like you're a thread in the tapestry, and you only re- like reveal it when you're towards the end of the the story. Basically, it's absolutely fucking amazing, and I will stop gushing about it right now. <laughs> yeah, I, I probably my comments. I think I'd really like to try this game. I have tried this game. I really like this game, but I just can't get into it, and I'm not good enough to do it. So, I mean, that's um, fair. Like, yeah, I think that's my thing. Yeah. Um, Where did you go, Kev? Out of curiosity, when you started, like, what did you do? I just wandered around, and everything just kicked my ass. I just couldn't. I just couldn't get. I, I also, I started early on, and I think I I went for the tutorial bit, and yeah. lost everything in that cave with that wolf because that thing just kept killing me. Just I don't know. I felt my character was really slow. I don't know. If, just don't know. I don't know. I just I I couldn't like dodge or roll or get away from anything. Um, hmm. I don't know. Yeah, uh, unless yeah, but uh, again, that's that is part of it, and and you know, I remember playing Dark Souls uh, on PC a very long time ago, getting horribly stuck and just going, "I'm not playing this anymore." And it wasn't until Bloodborne that I picked up another one, and you know, and then it clicked. And you know, it, if it doesn't click, that's absolutely fine. It's just you know, when it but when it does, it's like this is yeah, this is the good, it's good, it's good. <laughs> So yeah, there we go. Um, oh, Jim, am I am I assuming yours is the same as mine? Yeah, I think so. Unless you're about to go um, rogue in a way I wasn't expecting. Yeah, and my number two, I would imagine as well. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously, God of War Ragnarok. Yep. Oh, come yeah. on, diamond and silver. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> God of War. Yeah, God of War. Pokemon. Pokemon I mean, diamond and that, silver. That didn't even come out this year. No. 
I can't remember what the name of the one is that just came out. Po- Pokemon Janky and Broken. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, obviously, this was a hard a hard act to follow up. Like, uh, God of War 2018 is one of the best games ever made. Yeah. And they surpassed it. Um, I just... I feel one thing that God of War might this game reminds me a little bit of, um, in a good way. It's it's supernatural and it's all these massive stuffs happening around these these characters. Yeah. But yeah, family, uh, and what that means. I mean, it's it's not brothers in this. It's uh, father, it's father and son. Yeah. And the, the core theme of it is actually a father being able to let his son go and let his son grow up mm. um, and become his own man. And that's the thing that permeates throughout it. Um, whilst also this end of the world event is all happening and the, the consequences of that, and like, probably it's hard to talk too much about spoiling things. Um, yeah, but and the, the the characters around you are are also part of that family. So when something happens later on, it does really hit, and you can see the reaction to it. Um, also, it's upsetting in the first like five minutes that game. What when you losing losing uh, Fenrir? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like the it's a, the way it's acted and animated just really sells it. I yeah, nothing nothing's looked as good as this for the the acting. No, hundred percent not. Yeah, this the character actions, the performances, it's just un, unstoppable. Also, like it's one of the it's a game that has like instant quotes. Yeah, it's not a war game that has instant quotes. Like there, there's a bit I, uh, early on is like oh, uh, you can never make things right. You just have to make things better. Yeah. Uh, to um to grieve deeply is to have loved fully. Um I feel I feel like that's quite a well known quote though. It's like a variation on a quote, isn't it? it it's not massively very... different from the vision one. Um, similar. I really there's there's one that um when you go to the norms that there is no grand design, no script, only the choices you make. That your choices are so predictable merely makes us seem prescient. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. Um, the, the fact that Kratos has somehow like becomes I said um, when we. No one's calling Kratos a basic bitch there. <laughs> was, but like Kratos is a character now that like prefers to sit down and have a conversation if he can. Yeah. He doesn't. He doesn't just immediately go off the deep end. Like the the whole arc with him and Freya is so well done. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's very true. That's the of it. Like, oh well, what do you want to do now? And there's no like, oh, I forgive you completely. It's like, well, I can't forgive you, but I don't want to kill you. So yeah. we just have to work out what we do from here. Yeah. I think Freya becomes my favourite companion. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I think it's, uh, again, it's taking something which is, like one one of Kratos' whole things was in the, the original trilogy is that he'd been cheated by the gods and by fate and by destiny and all these things. And, you know, he's kind of coming to the realisation that the only person who's cheated him is himself because he didn't have to do any of these things, but he mm. did them anyway because that's who he is. And, of course, when you get Atreus talking about fate and destiny and all this kind of stuff, he's like, uh, no, this is a big no-no because I've seen where this leads. And that's the that's a sort of central conflict between them as a, a father and son. And yeah. it's, uh, uh, like, again, I, I think it's, it's uh, like, it's about... It's about remorse, not just for what Kratos has lost, but also for what he's done. Like, he's a totally different character 
from um, how he was in the original trilogy. Some people haven't liked that. Some people have, have really mm. are, are actually genuinely upset that he's not just a blazing psychopath anymore. Which he's one of the most nuanced characters in video games. Though. Yeah, yeah. Like, he went like seriously. He went from Angry Boy two thousand and eight. You know, would have put if he'd had the technology, would have said bullshit and put Slipknot on. <laughs> I think one of the easiest, one of the, a good um, way of showing how he's changed the character as well is his relationship with Mimir. Yeah, well, I, I really enjoy the portrayal of his and um, Atreus's relationship with Mimir. Yeah, he's like he's like the fun uncle who just lives there. <laughs> yeah, so there's that bit when he loses his shit later on that is quite impactful because yeah. Mimir is suddenly like not okay with what's happening. Yeah, it's yeah. I mean, he still he still has that in him, but it's you. Atreus related, um, yeah. Or like the the uh, one bit I think is like the the bit where Atreus meets Angaboda, yeah. And he he, he he suddenly becomes like this awkward teenage boy that's meeting a girl for the first time that he likes, and the way that's portrayed throughout, and he's like nervous and like it's so good, yeah. So well done. And um, I've, um, just just for Paris, I've I've not done any of the post game stuff, so I stopped to um, give Elden Ring a go, yeah. Um, yeah, there's no, there's no real story to fill out there anyway in the post game. Little, little bits, but yeah, um, this, I mean, the gameplay is fantastic as well. Like the, the fighting feels great. Um, in the way that, again, I may have just messed up my build on Elden Ring, but the way that I felt my Elden Ring character wasn't very quick. Like Kratos feels bulky, but he does feel like he can dodge things. Um, uh, and there's so much to, there's also so much to this game, and I think the way you criticise Horizon. This is a lot more focused. Yes. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, awesome. If I had one nitpick for God of War, it's you know the um, Blades of Chaos puzzles where you make the orbs and you set them on fire? Yeah. They are really fucking pernickety and do not always work as they look like they should do. That, I mean, I, I would I would agree oh, with that, but that is oh, a yeah, minor, yeah. minor nitpick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, but in, in the moment, it's really fucking annoying. <laughs> oh. like, I've been doing this for 10 minutes. Why hasn't this worked? The next one just works. Like, I don't know what I did different there. Oh, with the um, with the shooting the arrows. <laughs> no, when you're making the big orbs, yeah, you shoot the arrows, but the orbs big. Oh yeah, and yeah. then you set them on fire, and sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. With you, no problem, Rio. No problem. Um, and we're gonna be far behind you. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I I can sort of agree with that. I think it's very clever as well. Like throughout the game, when you get to a puzzle that you can't do at that point, someone just says, "Don't worry about it." On the flip side of that, Horizon and God of War both have the same problems where they need to shut the fuck up and let me try and solve a puzzle. Yeah. That, again, they are both far too quick to tell you how to do a puzzle. Yeah, I, I mean, again, I agree yeah. with those, but I don't think they, they didn't really detract from my overall No, experience. they don't, but I can see why people were annoyed with yeah. it. Yeah. Um, uh, again, we could we could probably go into a deep dive on this game for a while, but it's it's... You know, yeah, the uh, the only reason this isn't uh, my number one is because Elden Ring exists. That's that's the only reason. Any other any other year it would have been hundred um, percent. But yeah, yeah, it's 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 a fantastic game. Um, I, I would say it's just got it's you know it feels brilliant to play, and it does enough it does enough new things that people have said this is obviously the last in the sort of Norse saga, mm. um, but. I I feel like we'll get these characters back, and I can't wait to see where they go next. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's right. Set up. Oh, sorry, Kevin. 
yeah, I I have been um, totaling some scores as Ooh. a cumulative thing. If Score? you're interested, yeah, go for it. Okay. Yes. So I I've we've got we've got more than ten because some have joint scores. So I'll just go through joint ten. Uh, Stanley Parable, Ultra Deluxe, Overwatch 2 with six points. Uh, joint ninth, Sonic Frontiers and Fall Guys. See, Hodge, Sonic got in. <laughs> Happy to know. Uh, with seven points each. Uh, joint eight, uh, Crusader Kings 3, Warhammer, Chaos Gate Demon Hunters. Yep. Uh, and Hitman 3. Uh, seventh, is it? Seventh is Multiverses with nine points. Six, Tractor Yomi, ten points. Joint fifth, Kirby and Shredder's Revenge, 11 points. Fourth, uh, Marvel Snap, uh, 12 points. Third, Elden Ring with 15 points. Joint second, Horizon Forbidden West and Vampire Survivors. <laughs> and obviously number one, it's God of War Ragnarok. Is that based on like how high they were in our lang- rankings and how uh, many more I, I signed, I signed, yeah, God of War. So yeah. Horizon and Vampire Survivors had 16, God of War had 29. Yeah, I, I, you got 10 points of... Uh, the winning nine points a second, eight points. Yeah, so that's how I've done it. Cool. So um, yes, interesting. So that will be our end of our uh, top ten video games of 2022. Um, it will also be the end of our look back at 2022. Um, unless we have to randomly roll it, probably not going to happen anytime soon. Well, we're not. We're no, not doing the twenties. So. No, we'll we'll do that in like 2034 when this yeah. becomes nostalgic. <laughs> um. When RoboMat has taken over my position. Um, so it just remains for me to say, thank you very much, guys. Um, uh, I've been Matthew Wynn. I've been here with a Rio, with a Kevin Jones, and with a Chris Hodgkinson. Bye, Bye-bye. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to support us, please just spread the word and get in touch via Twitter at late underscore pod or email us at twolateupdate at gmail.com. If you'd really like to contribute, you can just buy us a coffee via buymeacoffee.com slash twolateupdate. Thanks very much for listening. Bye.